ladies and germs. Ladies? I'm not even sure how many ladies we have listening to the show anymore, or even if it's sexist to say ladies. Females? Women? I don't know. Probably ran them all off with the uh, cosplay pictures on the um, whatchamacallit group? Comic book group. Eh? So anyway, Silva, Gold, um, I woke up, so it seems like lately if, if, if I have a day off and I'm bored, or if I wake up and I know that I have a few hours to kill before I try and go back to sleep, I, um, thought maybe I would record, like, some sort of episode. Uh, just sitting here, you know, resting my bones. But this loneliness won't leave me alone. Um, yeah, I heard that song on the way home from work this morning. I was sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. Also heard little Johnny Rivers. Uh, uh was it Nana? 99 Luftballons. I saw a video uh, of her, I guess just recently, at some big stadium. And she came out and played that and was running all over the stage. And it was it was really, it was just fucking awesome. Because the crowd was singing along and everything. It reminded me almost like of Freddie Mercury and fucking Queen. Uh, I don't know. Should I post something on here that says ask some fucking questions on La Group? La Group? Uh, maybe. See, this is these impromptu shows. You get, you get like, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, uh, like, you know when you see on TV now, like some of the radio shows and shit like that, they will, like, film them. I guess, you know, Howard Stern did it with Howard TV, and, and uh, but, like, some of them that are just, you know, them sitting in the studio, uh, they'll film them talking, uh, doing the radio show. So, um, I, so you get to see the, 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 the inner workings of the show, and, like, if they're looking at their uh, laptop or or doing some such nonsense well then that's what you get with with like now with this show except it's all audio so you can't see me but you'll be able to hear me typing and when i'm supposed to be delivering you content you'll hear my mind working and me looking for stuff to talk about <laughs> okay so i'm going to put this shout out to everybody right now to ask questions because I have a whole shitload of questions I'm going to go through anyway but if you want to get in some more I'm going to type this right now any questions for la show and that was dead air (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not much time because oh I spelled well, you know Wee okay now that I got that out of the way um, I just I look on on my uh, where I'm recording and there's you know it shows like my voice when I'm talking and everything and there was this big long just flat line that was me. <laughs> um, 
don't have a lot of stuff because, again, I got caught up in television. In the television... <coughs> clearing out the throat. Clearing out the pipes. Um, what is going on, people, is I got I got consumed with two Netflix originals that I will be talking about here shortly. Um, but let's go to... What I wanted to do is um, I wanted to get over here... I finally I did something to I think when I used crap cleaner or something like that and it tells you you know to you can delete uh you know the uh, crap I did something it deleted something and now I cannot log into fucking Google <laughs> on my computer on my on my um what you call it on my desktop where I do the show I even went over to the admin account, and I thought before, see, I, I, I can, like, if I just type in www.google.com, it will not, it, it just says it doesn't recognize something or blah, blah, blah. Um, but what I did was I went to Yahoo and then just did a Yahoo search for Gmail, and I got into the Sliva and Gold uh, email, and I, what I wanted to do uh, to start off with uh, was to address some of these Rolf questions. Now, I know that Loaf and I um, talked about some of them before, so I'm just going to go over all of them, uh, even the ones that we did before, because, like I said, we need some content here, Daddy-O. And um, it's um, it's a struggle. <laughs> When you start making your list out of shit that you watched, and there's like about four things. But um, I just decided that, you know, hey, Zom, that's me. Okay, I have a glass of cold tea and a glass of lukewarm tea. That's the lukewarm. Let's see, I just want you to know. And that one, I, I um, my um, um, peppermint tea, I had a, like, some kind of uh, one tea bag of vanilla something. And I threw it in there, and I definitely can taste it. I mean, it's just, it's, it fucked up the whole thing. But I'm drinking it anyway, because I don't like to waste. Um, I installed, I think I said before that I installed a, a one of those uh, shower heads that you can, like, has the big chrome, like, hose coming off of it, and you can take it off the shower and, and like, use it to wash the dog or wash your balls or uh, that's what we say. We say wash instead of wash. Uh, some of us do in redneck uh, in the redneck ghetto. Um, anyway, we had some uh, like a meth. Uh, I think like a meth uh, related um, police action in my neighborhood. Um, um, well, when was it? A couple weeks ago. So I got the I got the skinny on that. I got the lowdown on that. And um, one of my neighbors. Um, came home to find, I guess, his wife, her sister, and one of their friends smoking meth in his house, and it did not go down well. <laughs> the cops got called, and uh, guns were drawn, and all kinds of, all kinds of uh, stuff. It was kind of, it, it was kind of uh, disturbing, yet exciting. <laughs> I thought it was like heat with, uh, with uh, Robert De Niro and Val Kilmer, and then, uh, you know, what's his face? That guy that yells a lot with the um, facelift and um, oh Attica and all that stuff from uh, Al Pacino movies. He's in a lot of Al Pacino movies. Um, 
So anyway, I'm just going to go down through this list because there's a lot of these, and we promised uh, Rolf that we would do them. Uh, we did some of them, and then I couldn't get into the email when I was doing the solo stuff. So I thought, well, what the fuck? So let's get to it, and we'll get to it right from the beginning because if I go through a whole show babbling and then I get to the end and I want to quit, then I will won't do them either. <laughs> I'll forget again. Okay, Rolf asks these questions, so you can blame him in Germany uh, or um, Sweden, someplace like that. Uh, let's see. Bruce Willis or Nicolas Cage? Um, I would go with Nicolas Cage. Uh, like I said, I think we may have answered some of these before, but I will give you a little bit more reason. Because last time, like I said, we did them at the end of the show, and you know, we just kind of you're wanting to get the show done. Um, but I, Bruce Willis, really has fallen off. Um, um, Cage makes a lot of poo, um, but when he does make shit, it's usually he's still wacky enough that even when he's doing like understated stuff and trying to not be real wacky. Um, like that one movie I watched recently where his kid gets um, disappears at a carnival and he's looking for him and it's real uh, it's like a horror slash uh, metaphysical kind of movie I guess he was still entertaining even when he wasn't um, wasn't hamming it up um, and I like uh, Bruce Willis I could off the top of my head. He makes some straight-to-DVD stuff, but usually when he does here recently, he is not the main guy. He, it'll, he'll be on the box cover art, but he'll just have like a 10-minute part in it or something. There was one with him and uh, uh, Jason Patrick, and uh, which I didn't mind, other than it was kind of like Jason Patrick needing to pay the bills, which I think he's a really good actor, and to see him... He it was like an action movie where he's a ex special forces blah 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 and uh, Willis is on the cover and then he ends up just being kind of like a the uh, boss bad guy who's in it just for a very short period of time. But I would pick Cage over Bruce Willis. Uh, I like Bruce Willis. I never liked that show. Well, I never watched that show, Moonlighting, but that's where he hit it real big. But then like Die Hard, I remember going to see that in the theater and really liking the first one. Uh, after that, the other ones, eh, not so much. Um, and I don't know what it is. I, I just think that he's kind of gotten lazy. And I think Cage, even though Cage uh, is cashing checks, he's given it his all in a lot of them. I mean, he, he still, you know, seems like he's having fun and, and just fucking goes wacko. Silver or gold, uh, if that's Dolph and Henry Silva, I gotta go. And and if you go back and listen to the other show where we answered these, I might answer them totally differently. I think I would have to go with Henry Silva. He was been around for so much longer. And you go back and look at some of the um, the older movies he was in, like uh, Manchurian Candidate and uh, some of the Italian um, uh, crime movies. I, you know, and when he played like Indians and stuff like in old Hollywood, um, yeah, I think I, I like Dolph and I like watching Dolph. He makes me laugh with his, as I said before, his, his acting style is kind of like, 
being half in the bag with his with uh, his hair comb perfect, those rugged good looks and the and the uh, kind of uh, sly grin and everything, and his slow fighting and running. Nicholas Cage also runs very slow now. He, I think, both of them probably run just like I run because my knees are going bad. And when you start getting older, you just can't fucking run. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if Godzilla was on my ass, I might be able to run like a son of a bitch. But um, okay, eat shit or hang out with Mark Wall, Marky Mark. I can't do the scat. So, and again, if I hung out with Marky Mark, he's probably a nice guy, and I would probably like hanging out with him. Uh, he'd probably be, but I, I can't do the poo. Uh, like I, even that, um, what is it? Two girls, one cup. Just watching that, and 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 you know, maybe okay, maybe it was fake. Like they said that they took like a, a thing of a cake batter or something and squirted up in the in the person's. Um, uh, cavity, and then they squirted out. But they were puking in each other's mouths and everything, and just even that scat stuff, it makes... Oh, I want to fucking gag right now just thinking about it. So I would hang out with Marky Mark. I, I you know, uh, my my beef with him is more just a... Um, well, like I said, when you hear about, like, when he kicked the guy's, the guy's eye out and shit... But uh, not only that, but, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> I almost watched the Marky Mark. They have Shooter on uh, Netflix Instant Watch uh, for free. So I've seen it before, and I like the leave on Helm scene. And uh, Danny Glover is pretty good in it. And um, so I almost watched it again. So like I said, there's not it's not like every Marky Mark movie um, I hate. Uh, it's just a good vibration. Uh, who had more ladies, Elaine Delon or Fabio Testi? Hmm. I have watched Fabio Testi movies, and he is good looking. He's like the Engelbert Humperdinck of of um, of like Italian cinema, whereas Elaine Delon is more. He's good looking. But he's the kind of guy that I think women, a certain kind of woman would be attracted to him because he's sort of, kind of probably seems dangerous. Plus, he's his his looks are more, oh, hmm, he's freaking handsome as hell, but not in a pretty boy way. He's handsome like he could maybe pull a switchblade out and rape you. <laughs> That's not funny, but I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. Um, who got more ladies? I think Testy. I think they may g- get like equal amounts because, like I said, I think Testy is just like he would be like Fabio. I mean, well, he is Fabio, <laughs> but uh, um, he's so goddamn like with the uh, classic like model good looks. Uh, whereas Delon ha- would attract the women who want like a dangerous, complex man that they that try and change or they don't understand and they whine and bitch all the time. Uh, Testy is the kind of guy that is, you know, with the, the hair and the he, he's more like a Tom Jones kind of guy. He probably banged the shit out of a lot of them with big old dick. Um, so I would say probably evenly, even amount. Hong Kong crime or Euro crime? I was just looking at some Johnny Toe um, 
filmography and some stuff like that last night on IMDb. Haven't watched any Toe lately, and I was thinking about uh, revisiting like the one with um, Johnny Halliday or uh, Exiled or something like that. One of the real good ones that I have on my iPad. Um, Goddamn, when you look at when you look at some like that, and um, mm, but then all the Euro crime—that's a tough one. To, a tough one to call. If I was on a desert island and I had unlimited amounts of each to choose from, like I could watch, I could have every Euro crime movie, or I could have every Hong Kong crime movie, but I could only have the compilation of of one genre. I would. Off the top of my head, I think I'm taking Euro crime. Um, there's just some crazy shit in it. Um, the Hong Kong crime movies, um, I'm more familiar with the newer stuff, and it's excellent. Like I said, Johnny Toe, and some of the the like, uh, what's it, the Mad Detective, and uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones off the top of my head that I have. I can't. I'll you know, my brain is not functioning. But the Euro crime ones, I just get a kick out of them, uh, especially. Uh, for the most part, when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about like the uh, mid to late '60s and and the uh, '70s, where you have the the fashion, the bell bottoms, and the and the red like jockey shorts, and uh, the misogyny, and the mustaches, and uh, just a lot of punching, and just you know, I don't know, the car chases with those little like Fiats and shit like that. Uh, so I would go with a Euro crime. Uh, Scrolling down on Rolf's list. That sounds sexual. Um, who'd win a drinking contest, Sterling Hayden or Ollie, Ollie Reed? Mmm. Well, see. Um, I love Sterling Hayden. I love Sterling Hayden much more than Oliver Reed. Um, I like watching Oliver Reed because he's kind of a complex cat, if, if you will, and his backstory with the big scar on his fucking face, and he just looks sweaty and gross, and he looks like somebody that would, uh, like, uh, rape a woman, uh, but in a movie way, you know, be sweating on him, and I think I'm thinking about too much about that Gene Hackman movie he was in, where the, the, uh, the, the lead actress got raped, like, by everybody in the cast, so maybe I'm being, uh, and also the nude wrestling uh, without was it Alan Bates? I think in um, was that Woman in Love? Uh, in front of a fire with with a fucking uh, grizzly bear rug or something like that. Man, that's some wrestling right there. You know they talk about professional wrestling, and a lot of people in our group are fans of wrestling. But until you're completely naked uh, in a big mansion uh, in front of a, a roaring fireplace, uh, wrestling your your best buddy. Um, yeah, you haven't wrestled until you've done that. Um, Sterling Hayden, as far as drinking goes, um, for some reason I'm thinking that Sterling Hayden um, would be a less violent drunk, maybe. That he would be kind of one of those ones that would... Uh, see, when I was uh, out on the uh, frigate Voyager and uh, going to... Uh, yeah, see, um, the... Uh, getting away from my wife and uh, I, I have to watch a Sterling Hayden I, I, I haven't watched anything in a while so I can't get the the uh, the impression down but um, he also smoked a lot of weed 
He loved to smoke weed, so I think he would be more mellow, and Oliver Reed would be like a, a, a an obnoxious asshole drunk that would be like real sweaty, like his hair would be sweaty and matted uh, to the top of his head, and he'd get in your face and breathe on you, and, and like and like you know you want to you know like just be an asshole, want to fight. So I would say in a drinking contest, if the contest was who I would rather hang out with, it would be Sterling Hayden. Um, I think Oliver Reed, I would want to, I would uh, want to punch him in the face. So, I I would think Hayden would probably be able to drink Oliver Reed under the table. I think Oliver Reed is like the kind of guy that would just get smashed and pass out, fall on his face, and break his nose and stuff. Where Sterling Hayden could probably just drink and drink and drink and smoke a big fat doob and sit there and tell you interesting stories about the OSS. Um, let's move on to the next question. Um. Oh, who's the better grandpa action man, Liam Neeson or Bronson? I think Liam Neeson was like trying to take the mantle uh, that Bronson left behind after he had passed away, you know, many years ago. I definitely go with Bronson. Bronson did not hit his stride as far as movies go until he got older, and then everything, Jesus Christ, everything was a gem up until, I mean, I don't like those. After Death Wish 2, I don't like any of them. I think they're just cheesy shit, and uh, not even, like, I even enjoy watching them. I watched them when they first came out, um, because I like Death Wish 1 and 2, but uh, (coughs) the other ones after that, (coughs) I never revisited. I probably have watched them one time and thought they were shit. Uh, But you have so much there with, you know, great, uh, with uh, White Buffalo, and um, Hard Times, and what else we got there? Uh, uh, Breakheart Pass, um, Death Hunt with Lee Marvin. Now, of course, when he got really old and he was just making like made-for-TV movies and stuff like that, you know. But I mean, he was really old at that time. Uh, Liam Neeson has, you know, to me, Taken and um, uh, The Gray. Those two right there are two uh, great uh, action movies, uh, modern action movies. But two does not make the King of Grandpa Action Man. <laughs> Grandpa Action Man. That's good, Rolf. Okay, next thing, uh, we got comic books or movies. Mmm. Mmm. If I had to give up one, oh, God, that would be tough. That's like, uh, you know, you have two babies, uh, two twin babies, and you're, it's a Sophie's Choice. Um, I love movies. I love comic books. I would give up the comic books uh, because I did actually at one time. Uh, when of course when I was a kid, I read comics, you know, all the time when I could get them. They were only like twenty five cents back then, you know. But um, uh, funds were not that uh, accessible, or you know, not that readily available. Um, but I loved them, and then I got out of it for a long time. And then when I went to college, I moved into an apartment which was right across the street from a comic book store and I just went in there one day just to you know go in and look around and I got back into it and that was when like Rogue first joined the X-Men and I'm trying to think what else was going on at that time but I really got into it all through like uh, college and even when I got out of college then I put it down again for a long time and then in like uh, I would say about 2000 2000, 2001, or something like that. I picked up a um, uh, 
copy of Avengers Disassemble, uh, the ben, Bendis uh, um, Avengers uh, comic, where they went to the raft and um, the you know uh, there was an, uh, a breakout at the raft, uh, maximum security like super villain prison and all that shit. And Sentry was first introduced, and I really got back into it and been into it ever since. Uh, because I remember when I did that, I, I said, okay, I'm not going to fall into the thing I did before with X-Men where you got one X-Men book because that's all there was. And then when it became popular, they started putting out like 20 different X-Men titles and they just suck you in and you start spending all this money. And I was going to do that with Avengers. I said, I'm only going to buy Avengers. And now I've got, I don't know how many books. It just, that, that, that's their marketing strategy or ploy. Uh, but I think I, w- I could put the comics away and just do movies. I don't think I could, or I never have stopped watching movies, or so I go with movies. Um, Jackson or Sinatra? Jackson or Sinatra? Is that like Michael Jackson? Jackson or Sinatra? Who the fuck is Jackson? Action Jackson? Jackson or Sinatra? Hmm. I'm trying to figure out who Jackson is. Like Reggie Jackson, or uh, who else? Andrew Jackson. I'm assuming maybe he means Michael Jackson. So I got to go with Sinatra because I was never the biggest Michael Jackson fan. You know, I didn't own Thriller. I think my sister did. But I, you know, I remember the videos uh, and, you know, the songs are okay. But, you know, you can't beat the summer wind because it came blowing in from across the sea. Uh, We used to listen to Sinatra at a, a bar that I frequented all the time and uh with some people that seemed to like uh that kind of uh, music <laughs> some some nefarious characters that might have been from that uh culture uh that I was friends with <laughs> don't want to go into that anymore uh Monroe or Welch again I do remember answering this and I went with Marilyn Monroe um uh Let's put it this way. Uh, I don't want to talk about that too much. <laughs> Why? I think they're both hot. I think Raquel Welch... <sighs> she might be too strong for me. Like, strong, like a... Maybe that's what I need is a strong woman instead of a crazy uh, blonde like Marilyn Monroe. Because I, actually, what I was going to say was kind of been there, done that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. She drives me crazy. Who, who, like no one else? Uh, so anyway, let's go. Let's go with. Oh my God, if I had to pick between those two, and I'm thinking about how hot they are and everything. Hmm. I still think I would go with Marilyn Monroe, but Raquel Welch is there. I mean, she Raquel Welch is like a queen. She, if like they did Wonder Woman back then, she would be the queen of the fucking Amazons because she was a take no shit woman. Man, she kicked ass. Okay, category two, the best. Best Western, again. Um, let me think about it. I always want to say The Professionals because I love that movie. That's what my answer is because uh, that's my standard answer is The Professionals. I love Lee Marvin and Burt Lancaster and that. Woody Strode, uh, Robert Ryan, um, and Jack Palance. <laughs> Claudia Cardinale. I love that movie. And they got to go down to to uh, Mexico and try and uh, get this woman back from Raza. 
Captain Jesus Raza. Jesus. Hell of a name for the worst Mexican, or for the worst bandit in Mexico. <laughs> Ralph Bellamy. Uh, he was good too, man. That was a good movie. I love that movie. I've watched it a bunch of times. I remember it, it had kind of, it was out of print for a long time and it disappeared from the planet Earth. And I remember when they first released it, I think on VHS, uh, Roger Ebert actually talked about it being released and saying, you know, it was one of the best westerns that it had, uh, for some reason, it hadn't had, it was out of print for a long time. Um, so I will go with the professionals. I would say runner up. Runners up would be, I got to go with, uh, I love John Ford. Um, Searchers is really good because it's complex and John Wayne plays a racist piece of shit. But I would say with the John Ford westerns, I really like She Wore Yellow Ribbon because it's fun and funny. And uh, John Wayne and Victor McLaughlin are are excellent in that. You get like a young Ben Johnson and Harry Carey Jr. Um, mm. And then, of course, the spaghetti westerns. Uh, my favorite of that is probably a few dollars more. So you got, you know, you got different genres of that. So I would, I, I'll throw that, you know, like I said, the classic one, uh, John Ford made some, you know, with uh, Ford Apache. Um, again, she wore a yellow ribbon, the searchers, uh, uh, was it Cheyenne, Autumn, uh, there, and, and Gunfight at OK Corral with Burt Lancaster, and of course Tombstone from A New Generation. They're all fucking great. There's so many of them that are so good, but I'll go with La Professionale. Uh, best porno? Hmm. Burr, 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 burr. Back when they actually had titles and actually were movies. Um, I'm trying to think. What? Because like some of those ones, like well, no, I was gonna say some of those ones, like uh, Inside Seca and Inside Desiree Cousteau, they weren't really compilations; they were actually like uh, movies. But I haven't seen some of those in so long. But I again, I probably maybe even said this on the other one. I I would go with Pretty Peaches. It just came out on Blu-ray just a year or so ago. It looks really good. It's funny. Uh, Desiree Cousteau, you know, the, her playing the bubbly kind of uh, bubblehead chick who has amnesia was funny so off the top of my head i would say that one i I like the um uh veronica hart in some of her movies like um oh god damn it what the hell uh pandora's box um amanda by night uh um seika there was one called um uh tara it, actually, on the box, it said Seika is Tara. That was a real good one because that had her and Veronica Hart in it. That might be number two. Uh, and Behind the Green Door, I was just looking up some stuff about that the other day with Marilyn Chambers. Another one, Taboo with Kay Parker. There's some good, uh, the old ones, you know, like I said, nowadays, shit, there's no, I don't think that, you know, it'll be like big, wet, anal asses, you know, 27, and it's just different scenes. There's no storyline or anything. So, anyway, best comedy. Oh my gosh, it's hard to, you know, just off the top of my head, um, first thing that comes to mind, and some people, I guess maybe it's a generational thing, but it's a mad, mad, mad world, was like one of my favorites when I was a little kid. Uh, The Marx Brothers movies, like Duck Soup, and uh, some of those movies are just hilarious. Um, Stripes, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, God, there's just so many fucking Animal House. There's so many new and old movies. Um, 
ones that just make me laugh my ass off and piss my pants and poop and everything. It's hard to come up with one there. I know we did we gave Groundhog Day a ten. I think maybe stripes. There's a Bill Murray theme running there. Um but it's hard to beat some of those Marx Brothers movies though. I mean they're just like bam 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 bam. It's just even now they're still funny as shit. Um Well, let me think. Let me look something up here. God damn it, mother freaker. <laughs> Another dead air day for Dr. Zom. I forget, you gotta at least make some noise, you know, at least do a little song, you know, like do a little John Denver or something like that, I don't know. Uh, again, ugh, that's a tough question. That's that's like one of those ones that's just tough to answer. Um, because it's especially after you've seen a comedy, it loses a certain amount because a lot of the jokes that were a surprise are no longer a surprise. They don't catch you off guard and really hit your funny bone. Uh, that's a hard one to answer, Rolf. Because, like I said, if you go by generation, I see the Marx Brothers, like Duck Soup or, um, you know, Horse Feathers or something like that. Um, and then, like I said, those Bill Murray movies, like Groundhog Day and, um, uh, well, I was going to say Caddyshack. Animal House is fucking funnier than hell. I could watch that a bunch of times. But again, I've watched it so many times, I have to let... I have to. You almost have to let those sit on the shelf for a long time to, to, uh, to watch them. Because some of them, I mean, my God, when they first came out on VHS and shit, we watched them so many times and just laugh. But they, you know, Beverly... Oh, Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop, or 48 Hours is a fucking hilarious movie uh, with uh, Eddie Murphy and... Um, Nick Nolte. What do I, okay, if I gotta make a decision. I think I'm gonna go with It's a Mad Mad World because I, it just has so many fucking people in it and each person has their own story. Jonathan Winters with the fucking ter- the, the Incredible Hulk-like fight at the gas station and, you know, uh, the guy dancing with his girlfriend while, you know, he, I gotta go get my mama. And, uh, you know, just, I, I don't know, Sid Caesar locked down in the thing and uh, kicking the bucket. <laughs> I mean, I could just, but there's a million of them. It's hard to, it's hard to pin down on that one. Okay, best body part uh, for me on a woman, it would be the butt. I'm a butt man, although my sisters have accused me on several occasions of not caring about anything except whether a girl has big tits. So maybe that's a possibility that uh, from my dating habits. But I think I have disproved that maybe in the later years. Uh, I'm the butt, I'm, you know, I'm like Kramer. I'm an ass man. Uh, as far as, as, uh, like my best body part, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, my chimp-like feet, maybe chimp-like, um, what's it, uh, what's that? What the hell are those chimps names? There's hit monkey, which is in the comic books. And then there's detective chimp. That's who I was thinking of, which is a DC kind of a Sherlock Holmes like chimp. <laughs> Okay, moving right along. Best day of our lives. Sometimes I get to feeling 
I was back in the old days, long ago. When we were kids, when we were young, things seemed so perfect, you know. The days were empty, we were crazy, we were young. Sun was always shining, we just live for fun. Okay, I already said this one in the other one. I remember this. It was the day that a girl that I was madly in love with, we went on a picnic. Uh, she made like a uh, like fried chicken. She actually cooked, and she was a good, great cook. Made uh, like, and we had a picnic basket and a blanket. We sat by a little creek and uh, watched little ducks swimming along, and um, you know, reading comic books. So she was cool. She would read comic books with me and everything. And that's the day when we were laying on the blanket, reading comic books, and just enjoying the day. And when I went to uh, kind of shift to roll over. A little toot came out. I mean, I didn't even feel it. It just like, <laughs> and I, I would totally implode it off because I was like mortified. And she goes, "Did you fart?" <laughs> and I was like, "No." And she goes, "Yes, you did." And it was just a little, little, a little, like. <laughs> I was so fucking embarrassed. I wanted to. I wanted to die. I cursed God. That's when I became an atheist on that day. Okay, so that was. I for some reason I think that was like best day of of my life. I don't know. That that's just one of those little rom- romantic things where you're young and everything just seems great. Of course, it was just all shit. <laughs> it fell apart. <laughs> best Silva. Best Henry Silva movie. Mm. God damn, that's a tough one. What's the one? Um, oh, I know exactly what what I'm. Th- I don't know. I thought I knew what I what 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 I was going to say, but shit, I'm thinking about that one with him and Woody Strode when they were teaming up and uh, going after what's his face, the headbutt guy. <laughs> can't remember shit people so bear with me manhunt i think that was it with uh what's his face and the other what's her what's his face uh maybe not no that's not manhunt when a crook gets framed as a drug pin the mob decides off his wife revenge is the name of the game and and the manhunt is on we reviewed that one i think i'm thinking about uh the italian connection i believe that's it now let me look here. Okay, 1972 is the Italian Connection, La Mala Ordina. Uh, this was directed by Fernando De Leo, and it stars Mario Adorf. That's who I'm thinking of with the big, big head and no neck and the head budding and Henry Silva and Woody Strode. And uh, let's see what this summary says here. Yeah, I need to watch this one again. I like that uh, one that didn't have Silva in it though too, <laughs> with Mario Adorf where he played Dump. I need to watch that one again, too. Uh, when a shipment of heroin disappears between Italy and New York, a small-time pimp in Milan is framed for the theft. Two professional hitmen are dispatched from New York to find him. But the real thieves want to get rid of him before the New York killers get him to eliminate any chance of them finding out he's the wrong man. When the pimp's wife and daughter are murdered in the course of the manhunt, he swears revenge on everyone who had anything to do with it. That's a long fucking synopsis there, Frank Fob 2 at Yahoo. Uh, that's probably my, probably my favorite, I would think, off the top of me head. Um, again, 
he was in a lot of shit but let's not belabor the point uh, I like when he uh, uh, I like uh, what's his face when uh, you know motherfucker I repeat myself clean my shoe where he's in cry of a prostitute and abuses Barbara Boucher in a I think I th- honestly I think that Henry Silva in that movie was Rocco Sofredi before Rocco Sofredi was Rocco Sofredi. Is that what I meant to say? Okay, best gold, best Dolph. Jesus Christ, Dolph. He's made so many shitty fucking fun shitty movies, and that you know everybody would probably say the um, the one uh, with him and that uh, Italian boxer guy. Um, but I don't think so. I, you know, the Drago thing, bleh, I don't give a fuck about that. Uh, Expendables, the first Expendables, that was really good. But I have to go with, um, Jesus Christ, and that's a fucking, um, hmm. Because when I think about, oh, God damn it. Son of a bitch, Dolph, you son of a bitch. Um, hmm. Dolph. Mmm, <laughs> Dolph. Um, th- the goddamn Universal Soldier movies. He really in the the one is more. I mean, it's just it's more like I think more Scott Adkins, not Regeneration, but the other one, Universal Soldier: The Day of Reckoning. I love that fucking movie. I need to watch that one again, of course. Um, but he, even in that one and Regeneration, he's not as, like, because Van, Van Damme is the main dude in Regeneration and Dolph is just, you know, the the guy at the end that he fights that comes back from sort of like the past. Uh, and in Day of Reckoning, it's more Scott Adkins, you know, even though Dolph, I love that fucking movie, it's just awesome. Um... I love him in the first Expendables because he had like a pretty uh, a bigger part, and and then they fucked it up because he wasn't a junkie anymore. I'm not gonna say Blackjack. That movie wasn't that good. Men of War, first Universal Soldier. He was pretty good in that, but and then I'll tell you what, Red Scorpion was really good. Uh, God damn, should I say Red Scorpion? Go back that far? He was good in The Punisher, but that's not like one of my favorites. Red Scorpion, when I finally first saw that, I thought, man, that was really good. Uh, so maybe Red Scorpion, because he was young. He had the kind of baby face, even though he was built like Frankenstein on steroids. Uh, maybe Red Scorpion. Let's, let's say that for now. And then we'll just keep moving on with these questions. Uh, best Euro Crime? Oof, oof. Got to go back to that Silva thing. I think the Italian Connection, or uh, it's a tie between Italian Connection and Milano Calibro Nine. So I'm just going to stop that right there. That's that's those two are like the holy. They wouldn't be a holy trinity. The uh, what would the, what would be a holy duo? Uh, I don't know. The God and Satan. <laughs> no. Um, hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you which one of those two I like better. Those are. Those are just down the middle. Fifty-fifty split on the Euro crime, uh, Italian connection, and Milano Calibro nine. Uh, best food. That uh, what's the best food for me? Hmm. Of course, I love the baby spinach. 
raw baby spinach. I could put that on like uh, every sandwich that I eat, every in every burrito or taco. I could put that as a side. I could just make a giant bowl of that and put some like uh, I don't know, hot. Uh, uh, southwest mustard or something like that on it uh, it w- it would have been like that red cabbage but I haven't had that in a long time I switched over to the baby spinach so we'll say baby spinach yeah. best wrestler uh, off the top of my head my favorite when I was a little kid was Chief Wahoo McDaniel who uh, played football for the um, oh the Jets uh, the Broncos Miami Dolphins had like uh, record uh, uh, like punt in uh, when he played at Oklahoma. Um, he was like a, a true uh, uh, Chickasaw, Choctaw, Chickasaw Indian, uh, uh, Native American, First Nations uh, guy. I say Indian. That's you know, but I mean they always called him an Indian wrestler. He was just tough. I mean he could do it all. He 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 loved it. He just chopped the fucking shit out of people. He was real like had a real bad temper. I remember reading in the magazines they would say you know um, he he would wrestle Harley Race for the championship, but he he would always get disqualified because he would get so mad he would go nuts. And he had these like white uh, like uh, Native American style moccasins that came up to his knees with the fringe. So I liked Wahoo, and he came out with a headdress. When you were a kid, you know, that whole regalia was just awesome. And he didn't take any shit. He used to beat up on Ric Flair all the time, Greg Valentine. Um, hmm, who else did he beat the shit out of? Johnny Valentine, Greg Valentine. Uh, oh, God, he always, he battled the funks. He helped Dirty Rhodes. He used to fight Dirty Rhodes when Dirty Rhodes is a bad guy. Anyway, let's move on from the wrestling. Don't want to alienate the movie people. <laughs> The worst Marky Mark uh, would be him, himself, him living on the planet Earth. Worst Marky Mark. He really irritated me in that one. The the only good thing about that one movie, but, um, you know, okay, maybe it was because he um, was such a good actor that he played a good asshole. That one where uh, that we reviewed where he um, uh, smacked Alyssa Milano on the ass and... Uh, uh, kind of menaced William Peterson. I think that's who it was, wasn't it? William Peterson played the dad. And uh, Reese Witherspoon, he was like obsessed with her. Uh, the Gambler's the worst. I just saw it on IMDb. I hate that fucking movie. I would like to just fucking take a shit in the middle of that DVD and push it through like Play-Doh and then fling it at Mark Wahlberg's fucking flared nostrils. Let me look at some other ones on here and see if there's other ones that I really fucking hate him in. Um... He was in the in the uh, the oh, the substitute TV movie. It was the substitute. It's a TV movie, and he play uh, Ryan Westerberg as Marky Mark. What? I don't even know what that's what's going on there. Um, Basketball Diaries was a good movie, and I think that he was pretty much playing himself when he was a druggie when he was young. Fear is the one that I. Uh, that wasn't a bad movie. He just was such an asshole. It made me want to puke. Plus, I don't like him. Boogie Nights. He was good in that, playing a dummy. Uh, never have seen the big hit. I think we were going to review that at one time. The Corrupter, I think that's the one with Chow Young Fat, and I thought that was pretty good. Three Kings, uh, I love Clooney, but I, I've tried to watch that one a few times. I have watched it, but I don't think it's that good. Um, it's kind of like Kelly's Heroes, and he gets a quart of motor oil poured down his fucking neck. Uh, the Yards, I remember that one, watching that, and it got a lot of good reviews, but I thought it was boring. Um uh, 
Charlize Theron and him play either, I think, like, cousins or something like that, but they have a little incest thing going on. James Conn's in it. But I didn't think, I thought it was kind of boring. Perfect Storm, he flared his nostrils a lot. Again, him and Clooney, but he flares his nostrils way too much. And that dirty-looking... I mean, if you can't grow a beard any better than that, shave the fucking thing off. You look stupid. Planet of the Apes, I've watched that one time. I'm a huge Planet of the Apes fan. I didn't like it, so I didn't. I can't remember that much about it. Other than, I think, was it Tim Roth played the one, like, chimp that was, like, a the leader, and he was, you know, could bound and jump around and shit. I remember that. Rockstar, he sucked off a transsexual man or a transsexual person's cack, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, and Jennifer Aniston, they went to an orgy. That's the only thing I remember about that, other than he was uh, the guy that took uh, Rob Halpert's place in. Uh, oh, what the hell's the name of that goddamn group? <laughs> Drawing a blank. After midnight. Um, Judas Priest, Christ's sakes. Italian job, he sucked. He's no Cary Grant. I heart Huckabees. I couldn't even make it through that. Four brothers, you're not fucking sons of Katie Elder, so go fuck yourself. He always tries to play, he always plays in these movies where he, like, like if John Wayne was sons of Katie Elder, well then Mark Wobble, let's remake sons of Katie Elder. I'll play the John Wayne part, or let's make the Italian job, and I'll play the Michael Caine part, and then we'll go and we'll, uh, what was the other one that he played the Cary Grant part? And I'm like, dude, you're no Cary Grant. You're none of these people. Vincent Papale, he played in Invincible, the goddamn Philadelphia Eagles douche. I hate the Eagles. I don't hate him that much, but I hate him, so I don't give a fuck. Uh, the Departed, he pretty much just played himself, you know, the, the Bastin, asshole, you know, jerk. Um, shooter, ah, I don't mind that movie, but he's the worst part of it. Uh, no, nah, I don't see, he's not the worst part, because that little sidekick guy was the worst part. Um, we Own the Night, I don't think, I think I watched that, I don't remember anything about it. The Happening, I started going down on uh, this girl that I was... Uh, uh, going out with, uh, and she recommended this movie. We sat down to watch it, and we started having sex. I saw probably five minutes of it, and then uh, I went back to it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Max Payne was shit. Uh, the Olga Korolenko is in it, and she's hot. Uh, date night. That was you know him just uh, like a you know oh God you know they what's her name sees him with his shirt off, and it's like she just uh, forgets all about her husband and. It's just stupid. I hated that shit. Entourage, he's a douche. Uh, the Fighter, he's a douche. Uh, I like Christian Bale, but I hate him. Um, Contraband, it was kind of crap. Ted, I hate Ted. My sister got it for me for fucking Christmas, thinking I would like it, and I'd already seen it, and I fucking hate it. And I, I hate I hate that because, you know, I felt bad, but I hate I hate him. Um, Pain and Gain, eh, he just plays like a dumb version of himself being a muscle head. I didn't like that one that much. Um... Uh, Two Guns, I think I did see that. Was that with him and Denzel? And it was kind of a flop. Lone Survivor was a piece of shit. Transformers, I have not watched, but I'm sure they're a piece of shit because I hated all of them. The Gambler, I hate that. It's the worst Mark Wahlberg movie ever. Uh, Ted 2, I'm sure if Ted 1 sucked, that one sucked too. Uh, Patriot's Day was not bad. It was pretty intense. So, you know, that one wasn't bad. I did not see Deepwater Horizon. So we went through the whole Mark Wahlberg thing, so, uh, The Gambler still is the worst. Uh, worst porno? Oh my god, that, that could be, you know, you get the girls with the pimples on their butt and all that crap. Um, 
I may we may have talked about this. I hate those ones where the guys are just real mean to the girls and and like you know make them gag and slap them and you know they're throwing up and everything else because they're so they're so rough and so mean. That's not like a specific porno movie, but ugh, I don't like that shit. It just makes you feel weird. It's just gross. Uh, worst body part on a woman. Some of them do not have pretty feet, that's for sure. But some of them have really pretty feet, and I'll put them right in my mouth. <laughs> okay, but if they have like nub or gnarly, gnarly feet, that's kind of a that kind of sucks. But they can't help it, you know. Nobody can help it. Just leave your socks on or put a pair of tennis shoes on. Get good traction that way. Worst food. I don't like curry. I tried it, and I don't like it. I don't like the smell of it. I don't like the taste of it. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm not a raw tomato fan. Um, I'm not even, like, even, like, when there's big chunks of tomato in in food, I'm just not a big fan. I, I don't mind tomato paste, tomato sauce, ketchup, all that, but just didn't do it for me. I'll eat a sandwich if I if I'm driving and I go through like Wendy's and they put like a slice of tomato on there and I I don't want to fool with flinging it out the window or having it in the bag. I'll scarf it down, but it doesn't do anything for the for the sandwich to me except make it wet. Worst Silva. Hmm. Worst Silva. Let me go back to the Imdaba. And that's going to be a tough one because let's see. He was he was pretty shitty in um Manchurian Candidate, because it should have been a Korean, you know, or a Chinese... I can't remember what he was supposed to be, if he was supposed to be South Korean. And he's fucking Henry Sullivan. He's playing the South Korean, but... So, I love that movie, but it's it's just... It was just kind of, you know... Um, let me look here and see what else, if there's anything that really stands out that's just shit. Because a lot of the stuff that I watch because of uh gentleman's guide and because of our show i um i pretty much you know like him and most of this like the older stuff um alan quartermain in the lost city of gold uh, god i haven't seen that in forever and i remember he had long hair and i think he's playing like some kind of native <laughs> of course i loved him as uh Z- zagon and above the law he was a bastard in that one that was good uh but we're looking at it for the worst and there's a lot of crap here, and a lot of it I haven't even seen. Like Mega Force was so stupid, but it was still funny, and he was like having a good time. He was like laughing and and like ace, you know, and he was pretty funny in that. Uh, Sharky's Machine, he was good. Alligator, he was good. Um, hmm. it's gonna be hard to fucking to to find one that I th- I really did not like because I know Loaf on some of the Italian like crime ones there was a a couple of those he thought were was boring but I liked them so uh let's see let me scroll down a little bit further now we're getting real down we're in the 1960s uh, excuse me I can't really think of a of a um, cuz even like back when he was in the um in the um old westerns and he played like indians and uh mexicans and all that stuff i still thought he was good so i i can't think of anything really off the top of my head that um i thought i'm still scrolling i think maybe something would jump out at me here uh, no because most of the time he would in the older movies he was just he wasn't like the main star and he did you know a good job and everything i, I didn't have any problem with him um Tall T, he was good in that. 
No, I cannot. I cannot tell you, Rolf, uh, one Henry Silva movie that I thought that I can remember. You know, like I said, like you know, I saw Cannonball Run two, and I thought that movie was shit. But I haven't seen it in so long. I couldn't tell you, you know, even about his part in it. So it would probably be something like that. But then again, it wouldn't be him. You know, worst gold, worst Dolph. That's easy. That's the one where. Uh, they get the robots to fight the zombies because, again, I thought it looked like it would be really be good, and it was a total piece of shit. It was horrible. And one of my friends just watched it recently, and he brought that up last night. Worst wrestler? I cannot stand Shawn Michaels uh, just because he's an asshole, and he's a liar, and a drug addict, and a piece of shit. And he, and I can't stand somebody that like has the boss's ear and can get away with anything. Like people, we were just talking about that last night where, uh, you know, people were like, you know, I don't know what, if he had something on Vince or if they had some kind of, uh, you know, connection, (laughs) but he could get away with anything and just be a total dick. And, you know, he was a spoiled brat. I hate that. So it's him. Fuck him. Um, worst day of our lives. Well, the heart attack wasn't too much fun. That was, uh, my God, that was 10 years ago now. Um, and but that one you know i wouldn't say that you know the worst day is like when somebody just crushes you and you find out like your girlfriend's cheating on you and all that shit uh that's happened a couple times so i would have to say i would put that before like any of the physical pain like the heart attack or like when my appendix just about ruptured my senior year of high school that was like the worst fucking pain i've ever felt and it was it was nothing compared to just getting you know you know finding out like somebody that you love is fucking somebody else lying to you and that it's over and you know it just sucks so you know i don't want to get into that anymore <laughs> worst drink hmm. i remember drinking tab my grandma on my mom's side would have always have tab at her house back in the 70s early 70s and it had uh like saccharin for sweetener uh and it was had the worst aftertaste it was horrible she couldn't drink like sugar and um or maybe she was just trying to lose weight or something. But God, it was awful. And we would try and take like spoonfuls of sugar and put it in the tab to just, but it was just, it was horrible. It was the worst. It was that saccharin stuff, I think is what it was. It just had the worst aftertaste. It was horrible. Worst sex. There's nothing worse than having sex with someone that does not like sex. When you're having sex with everybody that you've ever had sex with and you're doing your moves, and, and everybody's different. I've even like told people, I said, you know, just because you think you have the certain thing that you do or certain way that you do something or whatever, doesn't mean that everybody is going to like that. So don't, when you break out your shit, as Elvis said in uh, Bubba Hotep, uh, don't make me break my stuff out on you. You know, it does that. You might go with somebody else and it might not do anything for them. Um, I went out with somebody one time, uh, and again, I may have told this story before, but even one of her friends had told me because we kept it a secret. Nobody knew that we were screwing. Um, one of her friends even told me that she did not like sex. Uh, she had confided in her and this is before we were ever even doing it and said she didn't like, you know, giving oral sex. She hated it. She didn't like sex at all. She just, you know, would just want it to be over with. Well, like a dumbass, you know, I start going out and that's pretty much how it was. And it was just kind of like, you know, okay, 
so it was you know that's but but nothing against her that's just how you know some people are just like that they're not sexual or whatever and um it wouldn't have mattered what I, cause you know, Hey, I changed it up. I tried all different. It's, you know, like I said, she was, she had told somebody else that she just did not like sex. So, uh, you know, doesn't matter. Uh, let's see. What if category four is what if, what if you are in the woods having a serious diarrhea, a hint leaves won't do. Okay. If I was in the woods and having serious diarrhea, what do you mean? Leaves won't do a hint. Leaves won't do. Leaves better do. I mean, I've heard some, some of my friends I've you know I've talked to said that they have uh, taken their socks off and like wiped their ass with their sock or um, you know maybe either wiped their ass with their um, with their underwear and threw it away or threw, and did that with their socks and threw it away. But if you're in the woods, if we're looking like a survival thing, I wouldn't want to get rid of my socks because number one, you probably your feet would be all blistery and everything and. Uh, or cold or you know whatever um man i'd grab them fucking leaves i don't give a shit fucking way i've done that before you you know sometimes you have to now if you're a professional <laughs> like my dad and, uh, you know you go out in the woods and you take a little bit you take some uh, paper towels or toilet paper with you um one time i had to jump over a i had um i had been sick and uh, had been constipated for like a week. I was really sick. I had the flu or something. And um, my dad came out to, we were driving. Somehow he came out uh, and we were going, we went out to eat. And then I think he had his pickup truck or something. And we, and we were moving something. And then we were going home for Christmas or something like that. So he and my other sister were in their in their car or truck, I think it was a truck, and driving in front of us, and my older oldest sister and I were in uh, her Pinto or something, you know, <laughs> following them. And we had stopped and ate, and right before we left the restaurant, I thought, well, let me go in and see if I can go to the bathroom. I said, I haven't for, I mean, I'm just, uh, plus then we sat there and ate, so I was feeling better, and I was just worried that the dam would break, you know. And uh, we got about halfway across the fucking uh, highway, you know, going down the highway. It's like 100 miles. And I told my sister, I said, hey, I said, I'm going to tell you right now. If I tell you to pull over, uh, fucking pull over. Don't even fucking th- just pull over. Because I said, I feel like my stomach is starting to gurgle. And she goes, you mean now? And I said, no, not now. But I said, if if I tell you, I said, just fucking pull over as fast as you can. And we went probably not even a quarter of a mile down the road. And I go, pull over now. And she pulls off the side. And it's the middle of the night, which was a good thing. She pulls over. Um, I start to get out of the car. And she goes, here, take some napkins. Because she had a bunch of like Wendy's or some kind of fast food napkins in her compartment. Hands them to me as I'm leaping out of the car. I jump over the guardrail. Well, it was like a goddamn big steep hill. And I went sliding down this hill, pulling my pants down at the exact same time as I'm sliding down this giant fucking hill. And when I get all the way to the bottom, which I mean, I had no choice. I was just sliding. Um, I get to the bottom and there was like a, it was pitch dark and there's a creek bed down there. So I just let it all hang out and then um, I could actually like wash. It was a guy, it was a blessing because I could like wash my hands in the creek and like splash some water up on my, uh, my honest. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, then after that, it was okay because I mean everything, you know. But that that was uh, if I was out in the woods, man. Like I said, I've been hunting and stuff when I used to hunt. Uh, you know, when you gotta go, I just fucking do the old. Uh, I, I grab a handful of leaves. I don't know why it says a hint. Leaves won't do. They they always fucking do. Um, and they're plentiful. And I'm talking about. I'm not talking about green leaves. I'm talking about the you know like uh uh you know the dead leaves laying on the ground. I'm not gonna take no green leaf and then you get poison ivy on your bunghole. Uh, let's see. What if you are in the desert having serious diarrhea? Well, the Rolf with all the fucking diarrhea questions. If I was in the desert having serious diarrhea. Probably wouldn't last too long because usually if you're in the desert, you're going to get so dehydrated you're not going to have any any uh, liquid in you. It's gonna you might have the diarrhea for a few seconds and then everything else is going to dry up. Uh, and I, you know, what are you going to do? Fuck, you could just shit and fucking it probably all dry in about two seconds. Uh, let's see here. What if you it what? If you find a $100 bill in a pile of dog shit... Oh, I'd pick that up in a heartbeat. Hell, you know, I don't give a fuck. Um, I'm not a big fan of, you know, putting my hand in dog shit, but I just wiped my ass this morning and put my finger in my, my own poop when the toilet paper broke through. So you just wash your hands and you got 100 bucks, uh, And you washed, of course, the $100 bill, too. Um, let's see. What if you would meet Trump in a public bathroom? I... It's not like I'm going to beat the shit out of him, you know, fucking Secret Service. And even if it was, even if he was just a citizen, you know, what are you going to do? I, I don't even think I would say anything. I've, you know, I don't know. Every once in a while, I might, you know, say something. I, I wouldn't want to, you know, start fighting. He's just a piece of shit. He has to live with that. He, you know, whatever. Um, if you would meet Marky Mark in a public bathroom, I would fucking like uh, if he was in the stall and I saw him go in a stall right beside me, I would sit down on the stall in the other you know, in the other stall on the toilet and I would start going, it's just a gas vibration! And I think that would be fucking funny as hell, especially if his feet started tapping and he started singing along. Uh, then he would be my best friend and I would fart and his big giant nostrils would suck up all my poo. Um, what if you would find Trump's phone? Uh, probably take some ball pics, some dick pics, pictures of my shit. Stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to tell what might be on that fucking phone. It might be like child pornography on there. And then I would probably throw it in the uh, toilet or something and soak it in my shit and then mail it back to him. What if you found a briefcase full of Coke? Oh, uh, let's see. Hmm. If I found a suitcase full of Coke and nobody knew that I found it but me? Um, I don't know. Do a lot of Coke? Uh, let's see. What if you had to be a woman for one day? Hmm. See, you always think when somebody asks you that question that you'd be like some hot chick. But what if you were just like some schlub? Because, you know, the first thing you'd think was, I'd go to a lesbian bar and find some beautiful lesbian and, and fucking just, you know, have sex with them or whatever. Uh, but what if you were, you know, I don't know, unattractive? Um, I guess I would just have a day just like any other fucking day. I'd probably read comic books in the bathtub, try and sleep as much as possible, uh, and, I don't know, do nothing until it's time to go to work. But if I was hot, yeah, I would fucking, like, play with myself and then go to a go to a gay bar and find a hot uh, chick that looked like uh, Catherine Bell, who I just saw a gif of that was just awesome. Um, let's see here. 
What if uh, I could be president for one day? Hmm. World peace. <laughs> peace and love. Whatever. I don't know. For one day, you can't really get much accomplished, I don't think. Um, I don't know. Bang like some interns. I, I'd be very unimaginative. I wouldn't blow up the world or anything. I would... Um, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I would do. That's a that's a tough question. You could say, well, you could pull the troops out of all the places or whatever, but you know that's it's one day. Then you know the next day they just send them back or whatever. You know, there's not much you can do. Uh, if I could if I could get like a universal health care for everybody in the country, that would be great. But you know the the way that things work, it's usually not something you can do in one day. So I'd probably just hang around the White House, read comic books in the bathtub, sit around, do nothing, and wait to go to work the next day. Uh, play with myself. Let's see. What if you were 20 years younger? Well, I've always said this. If I was 20 years younger with the, the dating websites uh, that they have now, I would be very busy with my big old dick. Uh, let's see. Category 5. Rolf, you ask a lot of questions! <laughs> We're going here. We're only an hour in, so okay, we got some more questions here. Uh, category five, life. See now, fucking Ralph, Rolf, uh, Ralph. <laughs> once, once I get all these done, you can't fucking say we didn't answer your question, Daddy. Uh, life. Uh, you have to leave your country. Which one would you pick, and why? If I had to leave my country, it would either be Switzerland or New Zealand. I've seen pictures of... And, and I could live comfortably wherever I go. New Zealand is beautiful, and uh, Switzerland is also beautiful. And um, I think maybe Switzerland. I'm, I I don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, but I, my first response was always New Zealand because... Uh, the wrestler Harley Race, who wrestled all over the world, said Switzerland, or, uh, New Zealand is the the most beautiful country on God's green earth. So uh, maybe living in a cabin in New Zealand somewhere, but they do have like some big old snakes and spiders and shit like that too. Um, but hmm, Switzerland, oh my God, it's beautiful. You'd have to have some money to live there. But if I if I did have the money and I could live like I I would not mind the snow. I would not mind the winter. Uh, oh. I want to I want to live in Switzerland. Um people didn't go there, you know, for no fucking reason, like during the war and shit. Uh let's see here. You can have superpowers, which one would you choose and why? Superpowers. Hmm. Superpowers, what would I like to have? I think I'd like to be like fucking Plastic Man or Reed Richards where I can stretch and do all that shit. You know, I think that's funny because it would be funny. You know, I always wanted when I was a kid, I always wanted to be the strongest guy. Like I would want to be like the the fucking thing in the Fantastic Four. All the guys that were the strong men of the team, was which was what I would want to be. Um, but... Again, I think that stretching shit would be funny because you could like lay in bed and take a piss without getting out of bed and do all kinds of fun. Yeah, it would be funny. <laughs> it's stupid, but it would still be funny. Uh, I would be really obnoxious and stretchy. Um, as you have, if you both love Fight Club so much, if you had to fight a celebrity, who would you pick? I had to fight a celebrity. I guess Trump's a celebrity. So maybe I would just box his fucking ears. Uh, 
I like you know people might think like I'd say Wahlberg, but I don't think I would fight Wahlberg. Uh, maybe I'm mellowing on him. I, I don't hate the guy. I just think he sucks. Um, let me think. Who do I fucking think is a douchehead? Like I said, Trump's a celebrity. So I mean, just oh man, I would I would love to just pound you know whatever. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> this is hypothetical. I don't want to get arrested. Uh, if I, but if it was like a movie star. Who would I like to fight? Like have a brawl with. I think I'd like to brawl with John Wayne. Just because I think it would be fun. It'd be like a fun brawl. Like uh, like in Quiet Man. You know, like you really don't get your fucking cheek fractured or your eye socket. Or something like that. Sandra Locke would be fun to fight. I can't stand her. I'd like to karate kick her in the cunt. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Clint's probably a fucking total asshole. So, you know, and I, I just thought she... I, ugh, ugh, she was horrible. Um, Shockley! Um, let's see. You can travel back in time. What would you do? Oh, God. If I could travel back in time. You know, people always think that that would be great, you know, travel back in time. But generally, you know, back in time kind of sucks. Like, you know, they say, oh, I'm going to go back to the Old West, but they don't think about how the Old West was where you didn't have hot and cold running water or electric and it stunk and it was dirty and, you know, you had assholes come to town. And, and, and you know, you watch that shit in the movies, but that's not like how it was. every You know, everyday life would be like probably working in a store out on a fucking farm and it'd be boring as shit. Um, and like uh, Jeremiah Johnson, if you were like some kind of mountain man. I mean, my God, you're out there by yourself fucking going crazy with fucking bears and Indians and... Um, I could go back in the past. And I don't want to go back to like Vietnam War or World War II or World War One or fight fucking Native Americans or any of that shit. I don't want to go back in the past. Past sucks. Uh, time travel. Hmm. Let me think. And like the ancient times, you know, you die when you're like 16 or fucking 8 or, you know, your lifespan might be into when you're like in your maybe mid to late 20s. Fuck that shit. I don't think I would want to go back in time. Unless, you know, it was like I could go back and, not, you know, just experience it for like a, a sh- like a, maybe a day or a, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Fuck a duck. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to go back in time. You are a porn star. How awesome would your life be? It'd probably be pretty weird and shitty. Uh, you know, when you're young, you think, oh, you get to bang all these women. But then you see these movies, how these people are so fucked up. And, and they're either, you know, vapid or stupid. Or, you know, they find out how lonely their life is. Like, uh, who was it in that one? uh documentary about after porn it was one of those guys and he said you know there was one girl that he worked with and he actually really did love her and everything but you know he becomes obsessed with just having sex with you know the porn and everything so life passes him by and he never really has kids or a life and you know i think it would just be pretty crappy to be a porn star unless it was like the go back in time thing where you could do it and just but even that you know having sex with a girl that fucks like a porn star but that you like and that you you know but being on a set with all these people and you don't even know this person and you know they're just doing it going through the motions and you know i think it'd be pretty shitty what title would a documentary about your life uh what title would a documentary about your life have oh my gosh 
born. Uh, I don't know. I was going to say born loser. <laughs> Sylvan Gold. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, documentary about my life. Um, fart noise. That would be a good one. Uh, let's see here. Your lives are turned into a Hollywood movie. Who would play you? Who would play I? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of somebody off the fucking wall. I don't know. Gene Hackman. I don't know. Uh, either, let's see. Let me think. Sucking on my titties. Um, hmm. I don't, that's a, that's a tough one. I say Gene Hackman. I don't know because on my, on my uh, ID at work, I look like Gene Hackman in that fucking movie with Will Smith about the NSA. I look horrible. Um, I don't know. I think that would be funny. He he could uh, he could be shitty enough to play me. Probably somebody like Woody Allen or something like that. Uh, no, let me think. Got hmm. <laughs> to probably would be somebody like Jonathan Winters or. Buddy Hackett or something like that. That's a tough one. I don't know. Shit. What is uh, what is more uh, joyful, sex or food? Well, sex when it's really good. There ain't too much that's better than that. I haven't had any goddamn food that was better than the. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. From I'm going from memory there. By the way, uh, what is twelve times twelve? Two. Uh, what is the most memorable thing for you of school? School. Most memorable thing for me from school, whether it was as soon as I hit puberty, um, the girls, even before I, when I was in kindergarten, my kindergarten teacher was beautiful and uh, wore like go-go boots because uh, that was like the early 70s. Um, all the teachers that I wanted to bang, even the ones that I that were mean and that I didn't think were that good looking, uh, the girls that wore like really tight fucking jeans and tight corduroy pants, and they get up to sharpen their pencil, and you get fucking wood, and you want to bang all of them, and uh, it was just girls, 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 loose lips, fingertips, girls, girls, girls. Anyway. What is the most memorable thing? Oh, I already read that one, you dumb Dorcas. That would be an also another title for my documentary. Comic books and superheroes. Favorite superhero character was The Thing, Benjamin J. Grimm, who El Goro informed me uh, that Jack Kirby kind of based himself off of. Uh, Cigar-chomping um, Jewish guy from Yancey Street in New York who... Uh, got bombarded with cosmic rays along with the rest of the Fantastic Four and was covered with these like uh, orange rocky surface and he was real strong but he you know the thing also the thing I liked about the thing was is that he did not necessarily always win he wasn't always the strongest uh, you know like he would fight the Hulk and the Hulk would beat him but he would he, he wouldn't stay down you know he was kind of he had he had a lot of heart and he was a good guy. So, and I remember just even back when I was a kid, the first time I saw a comic book with a thing on it, I, I was just drawn to that character. Even though the Hulk is my uh, uh, thing on my uh, Facebook for some reason. Uh, let's see. What if Iron Man had an iron dick? Pepper Potts would have to put uh, 
10W40 uh, oil in her hoochamacooch. And that is Gwyneth Paltrow, who is Bad James's fantasy woman. They would have to have like one of those. I saw a, um, a, a sex machine thing. And it was actually the one, one of them I saw, uh, basically the same premise uh, these people make them. It had like treads, like a, a triangular-like treads, uh, like on a tank. And the woman would be like laying there with her ar- legs up in like stirrups or something. And the guy would have like a remote control and go, and it would like, he would like a remote control car, have it go over to her. And on a long pole, had a dildo on the end. And... Somehow they had some kind of a hose that had like some kind of lubricant, like uh, I don't know if it was water base or whatever lubricant, and he got it up there and it would have like this piston that would go in and out, in and out, in and out. He'd have to line it up uh, first and then it would start going in and out. Well, then that stuff would just keep squirting that lube in there so, you know, she would be dry. So that would be kind of like the Iron Man with an iron dick. Tony Stark's a douche. I don't like him. Uh, Is Unbreakable the best superhero movie in terms of telling an origin story. That was a pretty good movie. Um, fuck. I like Captain America. Uh, but that was pretty good. I like The Watchmen, too, uh, as far as being like a kind of a different kind of... Uh, it didn't really... I get It sort of... Eh, it sort of had some more... Well, yeah, I guess it did. It told about Rorschach and how all of them got their powers and everything. Uh, so those are, you know, all pretty good. Cap's pretty good. Man, Winter Soldier was fucking great. I like that movie. Uh, and Chris Evans is, uh, he hates Trump, so Captain America is still Captain America in my eyes. What superhero doesn't have his own movie, but should have one? It's easy, that's Plastic Man. So we'll move on from that. He's funny and fun. We used to watch this cartoon every day after, in college, after, uh, like, uh, I don't know if it's on after 3 o'clock or something like that in the afternoon plastic man funny guy he's wacky um how would the costume of dick man look or how would the costume of dick man look like i think you fucking or should it be what would the uh uh costume of dick man look like um Dick Man? Would that be like a the, the a new character? Or is that like Richard Mann? <laughs> oh my gosh! Let me think. Oh, there is a there is a porno guy, I guess, named Richard Mann. I think yes, I have seen him before. He's a big African American guy. He's one year younger than me, and he works in the USA as Richard Cook. But I have seen him do some uh, some. Uh, he's got like a really big old. You know, Dick. Let's see. Let me look at his filmography here, and I'll give you some of these up. Okay, of course, Interracial Affair. That was the, his newest one. Uh, Alexis Golden's Man Meat. Uh, Art of Sucking. Uh, Art. No, I'm sorry. Art of Sucking. One. Uh, let's see here. N- Nothing but Pinky. Three. Uh, Bet your ass. Seven. Big Man on Campus. Black Cock Addiction. Seven and eight. Uh, Choco, Chocoholic Milfs, Daddy's Worst Nightmare, <laughs> Interracial Fuck Sluts, Manaconda, um, Too Big to Be True, 10 through 13, Abominable, 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 Abominable Black Man, 10 through 12, Big Black Cock in Little China, <laughs> Black Cock Face Fuckers, 
uh, let's see what else I love jerking off n-word you know that word uh, interracial ass shakers interracial sex queen manaconda 3 through 5 uh, monster cock fuck fest there's a bunch of those my wife's first monster cock there's a bunch of those Sarah J loves black cock abominable black man number 9 daddy's worst nightmare number 9 Daddy's worst nightmare. <laughs> Bubble butt bonanza. Uh, teen cum dumpsters. I think I've seen that. Uh, <laughs> three the hard way. I think I know what the hard way is. Three the hard way. Uh, let's see. Chasing big ones. My wife's first monster cock. Monster cock fuck fest. Daddy's worst nightmare. Two and three. And a ab- abominable uh, black man too big to be true. There's several of them that seem to have a repeat um, uh, kind of uh, theme going on there. So anyway, uh, Dick Man, I think that, let's see, what kind of costume would he have? Well, from what uh, Richard Mann's thing, he, his costume would just be being naked with a big old black dick. Um, do you spend more time reading comics or watching comic book movies? Definitely reading comics than, you know, there's only so many comic book movies and watch them a few times there what is the highest price you've ever paid for a comic book probably like 5.99 or something like that which is ridiculous um I, i've never really paid a, a lot for any like back issues or anything um how much is your collection worth fuck i have no idea i i have a lot of them you know are bagged and everything but there's a lot of them that aren't uh, i was just thinking to, I'm a, i belong to a group on facebook about um, um, like comic collectors that like collect ones that are kind of raggedy and been well read um, i just read them i don't i of course keep them so i guess i'm collecting them but I don't like go out of my way to make sure they're pristine or anything. As long as I can read them and read the content, I don't give a shit if they even have a cover on them. You know, I I I'm there for the story, not for trying to make money or anything. Best manga movie? I'm wanting to see that Immortal. Uh, oh, what's it called? The Immortal. Immortal Blade. Blade of the Immortal. That's the one I want to see. That was that uh, manga that I was talking about i think on the last show they're making into a movie uh old boy probably it's got to be probably the best one uh sports what uh sport are you best at oh i was as far as hmm, like playing organized sports I never liked playing like organized sports because I, you know, it just ruined it for me. Like some asshole screaming at me and making me work until I fucking puke my guts out and shit. Um, but like playing, uh, like out in the, I love playing football. I love fucking just, I love catching, you know, just making diving catches and, you know, ca- uh, hitting the ball with one hand and just catching it with one hand and, you know, just, I, I love catching the football, running patterns and, you know, all that shit and running over people. <laughs> Uh, tackling, I like, you know, I, I was always kind of uh, the person that, like, when they saw me coming, you know, it was not fun. Uh, I don't know, probably watched too much TV and tried to be, you know, a monster kind of person. I like boxing, I always liked, you know, going, I, I liked boxing, I liked the training more than the actual, like, sparring and stuff like that. There's something about it that kind of makes you feel, made me feel weird, you know, like hurting somebody else and you know, I don't know. Um, 
baseball. I like playing softball, but I never got into it that much as far as like, you know, I just remember playing in school and just throwing the ball back and forth, like playing catch and playing basketball. I probably played basketball and football more than anything. And, you know, we had a, our neighbor had a, uh, like a half court in their backyard. So we played basketball every day. Uh, but I don't know if I was good at any of them. I'm not like a super jock or anything. Uh, lifting weights, you know, uh, power lifting and stuff like that. I, I enjoyed more like the just lifting and kind of like the bodybuilding weightlifting thing because I just, you could just challenge yourself. We'd, you know, I, we'd do things like, you know, put 225 on the bench and see how many times we could do it and, you know, just work up to see how, who could get it the most. And I did it like one time, uh, 28 times. And I, and my friend was trying to coax me into doing it like 30. And when I, that, the last, the, the like the twenty eighth one I got and then I had nothing left um, and just you know pushing yourself like that and having your own goals um, but now my knees are going my fucking vertebrae and my neck and shoulders my collarbone and all this stuff is so my workout days are going down the tubes man I I don't do much of anything as far as that goes like like I said the you know knees are it's not both my knees, my left knee, you know, I like squatting or anything like that. If I even just try and do anything like that without any weight or anything, it's my knee will start bothering me really bad for, and, uh, feel like it's going out and everything else. And like I said, my neck and everything's messed up. So, uh, let's see what else we got here. What is the most exciting sport event you've ever attended? Uh, my sister got, she worked at a hospital and she got tickets to, see the pirates it was like uh two years in a row Ooh, this is before they had the wild card and all that shit and you actually you know had uh, teams play for the pennant and uh they played the reds one year and they played the braves the next year and we got tickets and we had through like childhood and everything went to see baseball games but you go during the season and the games really don't mean that much. I mean, you still have a good time and it's still competitive and you cheer and everything. But when it's playoff baseball and the place is completely jam-packed, standing room only, and they're playing to fight, giving it everything they have to try and win cuz they if you don't win, you're going to be out of it. And that place was it was Three River Stadium in Pittsburgh and it was just fucking rocking both years. The Pirates ended up getting beat both times. But it went down to like seven games, I think, every goddamn time, and it was just fucking amazing. Uh, really uh, uh, fun sporting event. And then, you know, just going to see some wrestling. Uh, there's so many of them that we went to when we were little kids and uh, going when we were in college and stuff like that that we had a hell of a good time just screaming our brains out until we were hoarse and just having a good time, enjoying going along with the story and booing the you know bad guys and all that shit. But I can't. I never went to like a WrestleMania or any big thing. It was just like local shows. Um, what was the most? Let's see. What is your favorite sport to watch? Ooh, hockey. I mean, as you know, wrestling is you know uh, sports entertainment. But as far as sports, I like watch. Pretty much that's all I watch now. I'll watch like now the baseball is in the playoffs. Um, I've watched several games because, like I said, even. Just it just gets down the nitty gritty. That's how hockey is too, and basketball. When they're playing during the regular season, it's not as exciting as when it's for all the marbles. But I watch hockey all the time, pretty much every day. Now lately, Jesus Christ, I get the hockey package, and uh, half the time I fucking fall asleep. So I'm getting, I'm getting old, and that sucks. Um, 
What is your favorite sport to play yourself? Again, like when we were kids, we wrestled like goddamn every day, played basketball, uh, football, um, you know, go play softball or play catch in the backyard. Um, out of my favorite, I like playing football. It was fun. Like I said, you know, especially in the park where everybody gets to be a hero or a star and everybody gets to play and there's no coach yelling at you and you don't have to goddamn train for fucking, you know, like you're killing yourself and everything like that. Um, why do American, why do Americans, uh, not like, uh, football? Uh, no, not American football, the real one. Um, I don't know. I think maybe because, um, I have watched because of you know loaf kind of getting into it a little bit. I watched several games and I enjoy the atmosphere, like the the crowds chanting their you know teams songs and stuff like that, or you know it's just awesome and hearing those big horns, you know, you know, and uh, but I think that it's because um, number one, the, you know, the field's huge and there's not a lot of scoring, so I think that um, people. Um, just don't get it. now over here I think people are getting more into playing it I know that I uh, uh, worked with a guy and he played all over Europe and, and played a, you know in the United States and, and actually when he started working there he went and got on uh, a, a couple of teams up in like Pittsburgh and would play like on the weekends and during the week uh, so I think people enjoy playing it now when we, we played it a few times in like um, high school uh, like on the football field, and it's it is fun to play because you're running all over the place and everything. But sitting there watching it, I think that uh, people in America's attention span, like football, it's every play is hit, hit, hit. You know, long passes or guys crashing into each other. Um, baseball, some people, you know, it was America's pastime, and I think the attention span kind of got on that one too where people were like oh baseball's too long the game's too long it's boring basketball they're going up and down the court and scoring over and over and over hockey you know you got guys crashing into each other it's not as high scoring but you still it's fast and everything uh so i think it's just a attention span thing and um uh actually just watching it and again i know people that kids play and they would sit in the stands and watch and enjoy it you know so but watching it on tv i don't it just I think that has more to do with it than anything is, you know, there's not a lot of scoring. So he's just running, you know, people are, people don't uh, get into the excitement of it. Um, And if they were educated more, they probably would. Because, you know, like I said, that Sylvester Stallone movie where they played soccer in the prisoner of war camp, people love that movie, you know, so it can be exciting um, if you just watch it. But there's and then again there's so many other options, um, you know if there's a soccer game on or soccer football game on, uh, which there's a lot of chances of watching it now with all the cable, but you have movies and TV shows and you know every other thing on the planet Earth that you can watch on TV. So, um, <clears throat> let's see, uh, best sports movie. Hmm. I like Miracle with uh, the hockey movie with um, Kurt Russell as Herb Brooks about the uh, United States winning the gold medal. I think that's an excellent sports movie. North Dallas 40 is a good sports movie about the dark side of sports. Um, hmm. 
Raging Bull is kind of a kind of a sports movie, but kind of not. Uh, there's a lot of boxing movies other than Rocky, you know, like uh, Paul Newman, like someone up there likes me, and uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, but the, the Champion with Kirk Douglas, some of the older ones. Um, I like the um, it's a sports movie, but not really a sports movie. It was a uh, um, the uh, Great White Hope with uh, James Earl Jones about Jack Johnson boxing. Um, I like Vision Quest. It's a good wrestling movie, amateur wrestling movie. There's a lot of good ones. Like I said, I like Miracle, and uh, um, I just think that's a really good story. And uh, you know, it's it's one of those ones that lifts kind of lifts you up and you know shows you that you can if you try. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, let's see. And Herb Brooks, he left us way too too soon, too early. I watched him after that through the is you know time in the NHL. And uh, then he, you know, got killed in a car wreck. I'll uh, see. How far could you run before collapsing? From here to probably... I, I, I was watching something last night, and people were running a mile. And they were like, okay, we're going to try and get it. Uh, I just want to try and do it under eight minutes. I don't know if I could even run a mile. I I'm, I know I couldn't. Uh, I Like I said, my number one, my knees. But when you're not running all the time, and your your wind is just shit, so... Um, but you know, that's something you just have to work up to. I used to run and it was something that when I first started, it's, it sucks because when you first start, it's awful. And then you just have to keep doing it and, you know, run as far as you can and then walk with, and don't stop. Just keep like set a course for like a mile or two miles or whatever, run as far as you can without having to, to, but don't, I was going to say stop, but don't stop. When you feel like you have to stop, just keep walking. And then and do the course every day, and you'll find that you have to you know walk less and less and less, and and a brisk walk. Don't just start walking slow, but keep a brisk walk. And then when you get your breath back, you know start running again. Keep doing that. But I did that, and I got. Uh, I think the most I ran was I I got to where I ran uh, ten miles without stopping, and I wasn't even tired. But then you know I stopped doing it. I ran rain, sleet, shine, you know every day, and uh, it, it's fun and it's pleasant once you get to where you can run without pain and uh without you know your lungs about ready to collapse um and at first i had to stretch a lot um because my lower back would beat me more than anything it would tighten up and it's still like i said i got that inversion table uh where i hang upside down um my lower back if i did not stretch out really good before i ran it would stop me it would it would just feel like con- it would get like concrete it would you know get so stiff uh so anyway i could not run um sports or movies movies um i've gotten to the point where sports you know i was thinking about this the other day it was like a tradition we would watch on sunday you, we would watch the one o'clock football game and the uh, four o'clock football game every Sunday. Where we grew up, it was the either the Browns, Bengals, or Steelers. And you know, my mom would cook chili and cornbread and you know, or something like that in the kitchen. And and you know, she'd sit there and watch it. You know, we'd all watch it, watch the game, and or on the on Saturday, watch the the uh, college, you know, West Virginia Mountaineers, and uh, watch college football. But uh, I. And that's like, you know, I was a big, my team was Dallas Cowboys for football, Pirates for baseball, Flyers for hockey, 
and basketball was Boston Celtics. And I watched all that shit, and I was into it. I knew every player on every fucking team, it seemed like. Really into it and everything, and, and, and I would get, like, all fired up and pissed if my team lost or anything. And I just have, I don't know if I've outgrown it or what. Uh, I think basketball kind of went first. Baseball, I watch, like I said, if it's the playoffs or something like that, or I'll, if a game's on every once in a blue moon, I'll turn it on and watch it from beginning to end, or every once in a blue moon. Uh, and hockey, I still watch. Football, I don't hardly watch football that much anymore. I, I catch uh, the highlights and kind of keep up with it that way, but, you know, so movies definitely. Um Let's see, sports. What is your greatest personal achievement in sports? I don't know if I have a greatest personal achievement in sports. The coach yelling at me that uh, to quit watching the cheerleaders and the majorettes. Uh, the coach screaming at me for fucking missing a tackle or something. Uh, embarrassing the fuck out of me all the way across the field. Um, I'm trying to think. Greatest sports achievement. I wrestled with a guy in uh, college, and he was probably 220 pounds, and I was probably 185 or something like that, 190, and I fucking basically got him down and stretched him, (laughs) and he couldn't do anything. I fucking put him in the guillotine, which is like the when you're standing up in pro wrestling, they call it the abdominal stretch. I got behind him and he reached back for me and I hooked his arm and then took him down on the ground and he couldn't move. And as big as he was and everything, he couldn't do anything. So that was my big achievement. It was just fucking, you know, wrestling around being stupid. I don't even know if that, I never had any great uh, sports achievements. I never played, uh, enough or was into it enough to, or good enough to, be with like like I said like uh, my big thing I of course I even mentioned it was doing 225 on the bench 28 times so that was like a big thing you know and um, I started doing the clean and jerk which is an Olympic lift in the gym and I had never done it before and even uh, not having someone uh, train you on how to do it right I tried to you know mimic because there's a lot of technique to it and I got to where I think I was I clean and jerk like 275 pounds or something like that and and uh i mean that's not a lot in comparison to like ken patera doing 500 fucking pounds in the olympics but of course he weighed over 300 pounds and was on all kinds of shit and everything but just personal goals the personal things like that are more like i said running that 10 miles uh just by myself i just set my own you know thing and work up to it and when i first started running i would run at night because i was it's embarrassing when you suck and you you got snot coming out of your nose and you're hacking up a lung and everything. So I would run at night all the time. And then once I got to where I could run, I would run during the day. And you get, you know, girls going by Woo! and everything else. So it was kind of cool. Okay, movies. What is your favorite director? That's got to be either two people come to mind and it's, uh, I would say Lamette. Uh, I was going to say Frankenheimer or Lamette, but I think maybe Lamette. Uh, like like I said before, I like John Ford, Sergio Leone, uh, Friedkin. There's a lot of people, but Sidney Lumet uh, really works for me. And like I said, Frankenheimer's is uh, I like watching his shit too. So there's neck and neck there. But uh, uh, I think I got to go with Lumet. Um, is there and um, 
Nicholas Vinding Refn. I like him too for for you know the, a new guy. Um, I know some people don't like him, but I do. And of course, um, Uwe Boll. Let's see. Is there an, any actor you watch any movies? Is there any actor you watch? Okay, so I think he's asking what uh, actor I would watch, no matter what he's in. Right now, I think you know Fassbender uh, is probably you know first thing that comes to mind is Fassbender. Of course, Daniel Day Lewis retired, but he was one of those ones that he he worked he didn't work that much, and so he picked really you know interesting roles. So um, I um, I would watch just about anything that he had coming out, but like I said, he retired now. So, uh, one time De Niro was one of those guys. Dennis Hopper was one of those guys. Brando, um, you know, they were guy the guys that I would just kind of get a, uh, a a thing where I would want to watch all the stuff they were in. Uh, but I would say right now, Fastbender. I'm trying to think of anybody else. At one point, Tom Hardy was sort of like that, but he's really kind of fell flat for me here lately. Um, you know. When he first started out, I was really interested in him, but I've seen him in some stuff, and I just think he's like I've said before, and people might, you know, cringe when I say this. It's like sort of like a one-trick pony. Uh, classic noir or neo-noir? Classic noir. Um, I like the old stuff, man. I watch all that old shit, black and whiteies. <laughs> Tough, two-fisted men, and you know, uh, dames and. You know, asshole, bad guy, jerk-off, cocksucker, fuckheads that need a fucking punch in the mouth. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah, and some of them women, you smack them across those lips. The big black cock. Uh, Let's see. What country makes the best movies? Hmm. What country makes the best movies? Hmm. Germany makes some interesting fucking movies. It's hard to say over so many years because then you look at America and they make good movies, but then they make a lot of just shit because of the big box office, you know, robot fucking clashing and fighting. But, you know, you look at all the great cinema. Italy makes great movies. Korea makes, you know... It's hard to say what one country because it's, you know, um, individual directors and actors and stories, screenwriters, and everything. Um, if I had to choose, I'd take America, because fuck, there's just so much. So It's a diverse thing and everything. Uh, Canada, I don't know. I guess they make some movies. Uh, let's see. Funniest moments in cinema history. I enjoyed like the time in The Professionals where um, I think... Raza is shot, and Bert is trying to hold them off uh, so that the Lee Marvin and the others can get away. And he's laying there, and he's hurt, and they're talking, having a conversation back and forth. And a horse takes a big shit right in the fucking frame right behind him. Takes a big fucking shit. And then in um, Dead Man with Johnny Depp, uh, as he's riding into town, a horse's big old dick fucking hangs down and just starts pissing this fucking gusher. So that's the kind of stuff that's like, like, like just there. It's, you know, I don't know why. It fucking, that's pretty fucking funny. Um, hmm. 
funniest moment in cinema history. That those are pretty funny, but I don't think they're you know. I guess maybe they're there for a reason. Um, but I, like I said, I mean it's hard to say with comedy because like I said, those Marx Brothers movies, Groucho was just fucking bam, 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 and Harpo even you know playing the fucking harp and Chico playing the goddamn piano and. Uh, uh, John Candy and Steve Martin, those aren't two pillows. And, uh, you know, the guy that picks him up uh, to give him a ride and he's got the stuffed up nose and he's going, <laughs> and all that shit. Um, stripes, John Candy fucking mud wrestling those girls. And, uh, you know, Animal House has so many of them. I gave my love a cherry that had, you know, fucking guitar thing and uh um uh, fuck her fuck her brains out suck her tits you know she wants it uh there's just a million like jonathan winters with the tires at the goddamn tearing the goddamn whole fucking gas station down there's a million of them a million of them uh let's see here most brutal moment in horror gore film okay well for me that's not like some like you know I don't know gore well you know when they start doing this stuff here recently like when drive when Ryan Gosling stomps the guy's head uh, until it like breaks like a fucking uh, pumpkin that's pretty fucking gory um, back in the day like you know Burt Reynolds with a bone sticking out of his leg <coughs> in deliverance was pretty bad um Hmm. Saving Private Ryan, the guys on the on the uh, beach with their guts hanging out and shit. There's there's lots. Of, I mean, it's just some brutal stuff. The worst, uh, as far as brutal goes, uh, and I don't know if I'd call this gore or horror, but Monica Bellucci getting raped for about ten minutes, violently raped and beaten for about ten minutes, in irreversible. Uh, just just I mean, just destroyed me. Just even thinking about it, I'm like, ugh. Um, what movie did you watch the most? At one time, when I was a little kid, it would be the Green Berets with John Wayne. <laughs> I remember I'm like, I've seen that 13 times, you know. Um, but now, my God, there's so many. I'm so old now. There's so many movies that I've watched over and over and over. Um, again, The Professionals, Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. A fistful of dollars, a few dollars more. I've watched um, uh, Only God Forgives here recently. I've watched that a bunch of times just because it was one of those ones that just got me and I'd have it on my iPad and I would watch it over and over and over uh, Shame with Fastbenders one that I've watched a bunch of times of uh, new stuff um, I've watched Drive several times uh, I'm trying to think I mean but there's so many older movies you know with like the Burt Lancaster movies and John Wayne, Gene Hackman, uh, Warren Beatty. There's certain ones that I've just watched. Like I said, Dennis Hopper and uh, uh, American Friend. I've watched that a bunch of times. Um, it's hard to say which one I've watched the most because there's some of those ones that were on. They'd be on TV, like Hunt for Red October or something like that. I know I've seen a bazillion times because it'd be on TV a lot. Uh, uh, Roadhouse, uh, Point Break. You know, you talk about the Patrick Swayze movies, uh, Red Dawn. There's a lot of ones like that. Um, Clint Eastwood movies. I've seen. You know, all those Dirty Harrys and shit like that. It's it's hard to tell. It's hard to say. Uh, what movie do you sincerely hate? 
I maybe I need to go back and watch Paris, Texas, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. I was I think we were reviewing it for the show and I was watching it and I don't know, maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind. It's the first time I've seen it and I heard so much about it and I was literally born to born. I was literally bored to tears. I like Harry Dean Stanton, I like Dean Stockwell. Uh I was just so bored and I I got when I was watching it it seemed like it went on and on and I was like literally cussing the fucking DVD player, you know, and saying, you know, Jesus fucking Christ, come on, you know, and maybe it was because I needed to, also because I was putting pressure on myself and I needed to watch it for the show. So that might have had something to do with it, too. Um, I hate, there's so many movies out there that just suck that, um, you know, to say hate. That's the first one, as like I said, the wrestler Terry Funk said his dad, who was this famous pro wrestler and promoter, Amarillo, Texas, said, son, he said, he said something about like you know how do I do in this match or you know what what's the secret what should I do and everything. He goes, the one of the main things was don't be boring. Um, you can be, of course, look at all the ones we say are so bad that it's good. Megaforce and some of these ones like that with uh, Mike Danton and that shit. They might be shitty. They might be put together horribly. They might be, but you can find some kind of entertainment in it, either making fun of it or how bad it is and everything. When something is boring, there's nothing worse. So that's what I'll say about that. Um, what is your favorite movie genre? Criminy. It would have to be between a Western and uh, like a gangster movies. Uh, because gangster movies just can... they Probably gangster movies... Like, all the way back to the noir, all the way up to, like, Heat and uh, Casino and stuff like that. Uh, uh, good gangster movies, uh, you know, where you have the, you know, the hero and the tough guy and the, the um, you know, the the conspiracy asshole, you know, um, uh, organized crime or, you know, anything like that. It's just, it's interesting, it's compelling, you throw the girls in there and everything. Uh, westerns are good, but the westerns faded there for a while, so... Uh, I don't think the gangster movies have, if it's a good game and I like police I like cop movies I like uh, like when we were watching here just recently the the uh, the Netflix shows uh, Manhunt uh, Search for the Unabomber and um, um, Mind uh, Mind Hunters about the uh, FBI um, behavioral um, oh god it's just where they would go around and interview the serial killers. Let's get into some of that. Those are Rolf's questions. Category 9, I'm running out of ideas. Well, I'm running out of answers. <laughs> okay, well, Rolf, those are a whole bunch of questions that we an- I answered. Loaf will have to maybe answer some of the other ones. Uh, I, I think we went through more of them than we thought we did. But so you get those down there. Uh, insert some diarrhea-esque fart noises. Uh, let me go back here to some of the stuff I watched. Let me check the time here. Also, we're going on getting close to two hours. So, listen, and I don't have a lot, so I'll just go through these real quick. Um, I watched a documentary, 2016. Now, this is on Netflix, Instant Watch. It's called Ice Guardians. It's a hockey documentary about uh, enforcers in um, hockey, the guys that go out and uh, fight and uh, like are the policemen on the ice to keep things from getting out of hand or whatever. It was pretty good. I mean, I'm, st- I'm, I'm conflicted about, uh, the enforcer thing. I know there's, uh, a, uh, 
a uh, an argument that uh, without the when they started getting rid of the enforcers and get rid of the fighting that uh, more guys are getting injured because people take cheap shots and stuff like that. I just think it's, in some ways, it's just kind of like a barbaric and Neanderthal. You don't see guys in baseball, like, you know, you'll see a fight every once in a while in baseball, but I think that's even stupid. Uh, and the same with, uh, you know, like basketball. But in hockey, it became a thing where it was like every game, You'd have like, and, and it got to the point where at one point where like one of my favorite teams, the Flyer, my favorite team, the Flyers, uh, you know, they, it was like a gang war on ice and they were just fighting all the time and attacking people and having these big bench clearing brawls and everything. Um, I hate to see anybody get hurt like that. And two guys stand there fighting each other. It's just, in in some ways there's a part of me that says it's moronic. And then there's part of me that when it happens, you're sitting there going, ah, yeah, kick his fucking ass. Uh, but it's it's not bad, uh, and like I said, it's the, the um, it's on uh, Netflix Instant. I watched another Netflix documentary called Eddie Strongman uh, about this um, this dude. <laughs> this was interest a lot more interesting than I thought it would be, um, because the guy just has so much charisma and is such a personality. Uh, it's this guy Eddie Hall, and he uh, is a professional strongman. Like he gets in those world strongest man. Uh, competitions and just showing like you know how much he eats and how much he trains and his family life and like I said he's just a real character he's pretty fucking funny as hell uh, and how big these guys are like you know uh, way over 300 pounds you know some like four close to 400 or more uh, huge giant men and they're lifting all these weights and everything and uh, um, trying to make a living doing it um or keep a household going. Uh, it's an interesting study of that culture. So even if you're not like into like weightlifting or anything like that, it's just an inch. Like I said, just all the different guys and where they come from and what they do and and just their lives uh, and how this kind of crazy world that they live in. Uh, it's. I thought it was pretty good. I never had heard of that guy before, Eddie Hall. Uh, watched 2017 Security. This was directed by Elaine de Rocher and uh, written by Tony Mosher and John Sullivan. Uh, it stars Antonio Banderas and Ben Kingsley. Um, this wasn't that good. It was um, Kung Lee is in this too, who was in um, some Van Damme, uh, I think a couple, maybe a couple of Van Damme movies. Uh, and he was an ultimate fighter, fought Frank Shamrock, I believe. Um, kind of like a die hard in a fucking mall um and it's it's more funny than anything else some of the ridiculous uh it's rated r and it's it's got to be rated r just for violence because and and it's one of those ones that the violence is just ridiculous it's uh some of the fighting and uh and the shooting and stuff like that is so outrageous that you can watch it and have fun with it that way but it's not it's just kind of a, uh, a little bit maybe below average uh, action movie, straight to DVD thing, or straight to video. Um, I watched nineteen eight or nineteen eighty three's Burroughs the movie, uh, directed by Howard Bruckner. This is a Criterion uh, uh, collection movie. Uh, it's a documentary about William S. Burroughs, who we've talked about on the show a few times uh, uh, with the uh, Beat Generation. Um, 
It's pretty good. Um, I know that uh, there were several people involved in this, including in, in the making of this, including Jim Jarmusch. Uh, you have him interviewing all the guys, you know, uh, Allen Ginsberg. Um, and he was like a big part of he uh, and I'm trying to think who some of the other people were, but they talked a lot about like Kerouac and uh, and some of these other people, and then people that were influenced by Burroughs, and they go through from the time when he was young uh, up until you know, of course the, he was still alive at the end of this movie, uh, and all the crazy wacky shit that happened uh, uh, in his life, and you know how he kind of became who he was. Um, the shit with him and his uh, wife and what happened to her and which is just I, I guess it's an interesting slash tragic story um, but he's an interesting character uh, for sure and uh, Burroughs uh, he uh, he liked his guns and uh, he was uh, maybe a little paranoid and uh, his drugs and you know just uh, and just the different things that they talked about the style of his writing and um, like he would take pages of stuff that he wrote and he would cut the pages in two and take one half of one page and another half of another page and put them together and where the words blended together and make like another story or so it was it was just interesting some of the stuff they did and then they had some um some um theatrical stuff that they did while he was reading uh there was a certain doctor that he would talk about um, in his stories and, you know, the guy saying, well, nurse, uh, don't tell me what side the appendix is on. I know what I'm doing, you know. I'm going through the left side and I'm doing this and that, you know. And so they would do like a uh, a reenactment with Burroughs actually playing the doctor just covered in fucking blood and, you know, just kind of kind of cool stuff like that. It was well done. I enjoyed watching it. So, I think I could recommend that one. Um, the Meyer Meyer Owitz, the Meyer Owitz stories, new and selected from 2017. This is uh, written and directed by Noah Baumbach. Uh, this was a piece of shit. I I did not like it at all. I like Noah Baumbach from what of uh, the movies that I've seen that he has done with uh, his wife um, and some other stuff. Uh, I enjoy and I thought I would enjoy this. It's um, got Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, Dustin Hoffman, Emma Thompson. Who else is in this? It's got a lot of people in it. Um, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Judd Hirsch. I just did not like it. Uh, I don't know what it is, people. Maybe I'll go back and look at it again. I did not think it was worth a shit. So how about that? I do not recommend that one. Okay, again, I was, uh, watched. I uh, got caught up in watching Mind Hunter, which just started on uh, Netflix uh, last week, and I uh, went right through it to, like in two days. Watched the whole thing. Apparently, they have already said they're going to have another season, or maybe they've already shot it. Um, this stars. It's um, uh, the creator is Joe Penhall, and it stars Jonathan Groff, uh, uh, Holt Mc. McCollany. If you see this guy in this movie or in this show, you'll know exactly who he is. He's been in a bunch of movies. Uh, Anna Torv, who was in Fringe, the the main uh, lady in Fringe, is in this, and she's very attractive. Uh, 
This is really good. Like I said, it's a behavioral science uh, uh, division of the FBI. They started it up and uh, went and started interviewing all these serial killers. Uh, the first one is Edmund Kemper. And just that whole thing alone with the Edmund Kemper thing is is worth watching this for. But there's a lot more to it than just that. There's like some relationship stuff and got some fucking in it too. <laughs> some sex in it i started watching the americans um another tv show uh it's been going on now for about six seasons but i'm on season one uh created by joseph weisberg uh, stars carrie russell matthew rees and uh kindrich shalati um this is good but it makes me mad because it's one of those ones where these people are fucking Russian spies in America living like as American citizens and doing all this underhanded shit. And it just like, you know, you can kind of relate to them cause they are a couple and they have kids and they're, you know, worried that they're going to get caught and everything, but they're just fucking scumbag pieces of shit. So it's, it's, it makes me mad when I watch it. So maybe I'm just a fucking true believer or something. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I watched a uh, manhunt, uh, Unabomber. Um, this was a, you know, I guess kind of like a mini series, uh, created by Andrew Sidor- Sidorsky, Jim Clemente and Tony Gittleson. It stars Sam Worthington, uh, Jeremy Bob, Ben Weber and, uh, Paul Bentney. Chris Noth is in it. He played Mr. Big in uh, Sex in the City, and uh, he played uh, Mike Logan on Law and Order. This is really good too. This one and um, uh, the Mine Hunter one uh, both are equally good. Sam Worthington is really good in this, uh, and of course, you know, one of the reasons that I really say this one is really good is, um, you know, I know pretty much the whole story of the Unabomber and the and the history and what happened and everything and it was still good it was still compelling and uh uh really good to watch Paul Pentney was really good as um what's his name Kaczynski the Unabomber <laughs> I, I was surprised I didn't know he was in it and uh and then uh, he he did a great job I watched 2017's Brawl in Cell Block 99 now when I saw the uh, trailer for this, I thought, you know, this doesn't look good at all. It looks kind of shitty. Uh, and again, I have talked before about Vince Vaughn and when he, uh, how I thought, uh, he was kind of a one trick pony and how he, uh, wasn't worth a shit in, um, true detective season two. Um, how I liked him in, uh, made and in swingers when he first started and he was young and, you know, kind of motor mouth, smart ass. Um, I have heard people say that they thought this one was just fucking awesome and it was a uh, an instant uh, classic as far as uh, a genre movie goes. Um, it was directed by S. Craig Zoller and uh, written by S. Craig Zoller. I guess he's the one that did Bone Tomahawk, I, I think. That's what I heard. Um, again, this one... Um, Vince Vaughn's the star. It's got Don Johnson, Udo Kier. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else in here that uh, you would know. Of course, you guys would know all of them, but fuck. <laughs> Probably more than I would. Um, it's it's pretty good. I don't think it's like, you know, it, it, it is a slow burn because when I started watching it after Kelly and some of the people said, you know, how great it was, at the beginning, it's, it takes a long time. It's kind of like Bone Tomahawk. It takes a long time to get going, but then when it does, it, it, once once it gets to the prison, all you know, it, it gets it gets really uh, you know hardcore. Um, 
I wouldn't give it like a nine or a ten or anything like that, or even probably like an eight. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch. It's in our our wheelhouse of genre cinema. Vince Vaughn was pretty good in it. Um, of course, you know he plays kind of like a redneck guy, and I cringe sometimes when uh, when uh, I don't know where the fuck Vince Vaughn's from. With my luck, I'll say this, and he'll he's probably from fucking uh, West Virginia or something. I I don't think so. I think he's from like New York. Or 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 the West Coast, like California. Let me see. Let me look him up. I don't know that much about him, where he's from. Vince Vaughn, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota. So that motherfucker, you know, he's from Minnesota. I grew up in uh, Buffalo Grove, Illinois. So he's probably close to, like, I don't know if that's close to Chicago, but I'm thinking maybe something like that. But, uh, you know, he was all right in this. He plays a big old motherfucker and. uh uh, he's like, he's like fucking like impervious to fucking pain or whatever. And he's, he can be, he can be pretty fucking brutal. I would recommend it for, for like our, our, uh, people to watch. Uh, I'm not sure that I, you know, thought it was as good as like some people, I don't, I don't, cause it sounds insulting if I say some people were gushing over it like the, but ain't cause it's subjective and everybody likes their own thing. Uh, and maybe they were, I don't know, maybe they weren't. Uh, but I know some people really liked it. I wasn't like, you know, I thought it was good and, um, it has, uh, like a lot of practical effects with the, with the, you know, some of the, the violence and gore and stuff like that. Um, I might watch it again. I, I got it on, it's on, uh, in demand on our, uh, cable station, so you can just rent it. Um, so it's, it's definitely, like I said, it's worth a watch. Vince Vaughn, I thought was, was pretty good in it. And, uh, it, it's, um, he played the part. It wasn't what I expected. Um, I thought he was from the trailer. I thought he was going to be this out of control, you know, like, uh, monster or something, but I'll let you guys watch it and you tell me what you think. Um, but I wasn't disappointed in when I watched it. I thought it was pretty good. I'd say it was about a seven. Uh, Broadway Danny Rose. I started watching that uh, this morning. I have not finished it, so I'm not going to comment any, any more on it other than I love the look of it. I like Woody Allen movies. I, I have very rarely, if I don't know if I've ever been really disappointed. I think there's some of the ones he's made recently. The one with Owen, like I always say, now that Woody Allen's old, he'll get somebody else to play his part. Like he got Owen Wilson, kind of played the Woody Allen part in uh, one one of the movies. And I'm trying to think of some other ones here recently where somebody else played the Woody Allen part. Um, let me look here. Uh, but I have like some of the ones that he has done with, where he, I like Blue Jasmine. Um uh, is Irrational Man the one with uh, who was in that one? Oh, I haven't seen that one. That's Joaquin Phoenix and Emma Stone. Have not seen that one. I like the one that he did with Scarlet and I think Hugh Jackman. Blue Jasmine was really good. Um, let me get back down to where once he's directed it. Cassandra's Dream was pretty good, but that's not real rem- memorable. Ewan McGregor was in that. Vicky Cristina Barcelona, I thought was I liked that one. Uh, Scoop was the one with Scarlet and Hugh Jackman. Match Point was another one. I think that was Scarlet too. No, 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 no. That was the tennis one. That was um, yeah. Scarlet was in that one too. Um, but who was the other lady in that? I thought there was somebody else in that besides her. 
Anyway, Emily Mortimer, I think is who I'm thinking of. Um, but Woody Allen, I, I like most of his stuff, even though, you know, you can say whatever you want about him screwing Sunni. You know, she wasn't really his daughter, and I don't think they said she he wasn't really around her like as a as like a father figure or something, but that's not making any excuses for him. I, as far as like I said, I just like his movies. Um I'm sure there were a few here that I did not like if I went through the list. Uh but I haven't seen some of like Annie Hall was great, of course. Sleeper was funny. Uh, bananas, some of those ones like that, take the money and run back in his early days when it was a lot of slapstick. Uh, Manhattan was really good. Zelig, which I had not seen until like maybe a couple years ago because of you guys. I really like that one. Broadway Danny Rose again, of course, like I said, that's what I'm watching now. Hannah and her sisters is one of my favorite movies. Uh, let's see. New York stories. I know I've seen some of that. There are some of the ones like uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors. I don't think I like that one that much. That one... I don't... I think that's the one I watched and it was like uh, where they had the neighbors. Uh, Woody Allen and his wife had these neighbors and they were like... became his wife like being like a sleuth and became uh, paranoid that they were doing something and trying to figure out what they were up to. Uh, Mighty Aphrodite, that was kind of funny, you know, with Mira Sorvino. Like I said, there's, eh, I know that there were a few in here that I I wasn't like a huge fan of, um, but not even the one with Owen Wilson, um, the story wasn't bad, like where he was going back in time and talking to Hemingway and that kind of shit, uh, was not bad, uh, but I just don't like Owen Wilson that much. Um, so anyway. That's about it. I don't think there's been too much else. Let me look and see if there's anything else I got going on here real quick before I get off here. And then I'll say, oh, shit, I forgot to talk about this or I forgot to talk about that. Uh, Trump's being a douche, you know, fucking making comments about uh, how Mike Pence wants to hang all gay people. I don't find that to be really funny at all, to tell you the truth. And I think he's pretty much just a piece of shit and just a a con man, an opportunist. Uh, He just, you know, got all these... uh, Christian evangelicals on his side even though, you know, by doing the uh, God and country thing, even though he's just a fucking a parasitic piece of crap. Um, you know, and we're all paying for it. I don't know, you know, who's at fault or whatever, but I know I'm not. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and get off here for now. Like I said, uh, we're, we're going on just a little over two hours and I uh, just wanted to get something down for the week. I knew, like I said, I hadn't watched too much. I'm going to get back into uh, watching some movies. Um, let me let you know what I got coming up here on my iPad. Because, like I said, the only reason that I didn't have more as far as films to talk about was because of um, getting off on, or getting into watching those um, the Unabomber and the Mindhunters uh, uh, miniseries, um, which... You know, took up a lot of my time. Um, I have the Tales of Zatoichi. Um, I have never seen that one. I saw, of course, the Rutger Hauer like remake, and I have that one actually uh, on my list here. And uh, it's one that uh, I meant to watch like last night, but I got busy doing some other stuff. Um, also have uh, Larry David in Whatever Works. For some reason, I was thinking that was a Woody Allen movie, but I think it's probably just a Larry David movie. Um, don't Kill It uh, with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Why am I laughing? I don't know. 
I started watching just a few minutes of that, and man, it was fucking gory. And uh, Turbo Kid, I have not seen that one yet, so I'm going to, uh, I have that on my uh, iPad, and I'm going to give that a watch maybe tonight, too. So that's just uh, to whet your appetite of what's coming up. And I'm going to get off here for now because I'm probably going to have to go back to sleep because uh, Big Daddy's got to work tonight, baby. Uh, so I hope Rolf enjoyed uh, some of the answers, and I hope that the rest of you enjoyed me uh, babbling on answering Rolf's questions. Um, check out that uh, Cell Block Brawl in Cell Block 99 and let me know what you think. Uh, let me tell you something, you mother freakers. Well, God damn it! now you know what I just remembered is that I put a thing on here asking you guys to ask questions and I didn't even check it, but I, it looks like I only got one response. <laughs> no, wait a minute, there's seven. What the hell's up with this? What was your first motorcycle? This is Corey. What was your first motorcycle? What is your favorite one? My first motorcycle was a Kawasaki KLR 250 Street and Trail motorcycle. And uh, I got it because it's, of course, um, doesn't have a lot of power. It was a good bike to learn to ride on because it was lightweight. It's almost pretty much like a dirt bike with uh, lights on it. And uh, I remember that the seat fucking hurt my ass like you would not believe. It was like a kind of a bench seat um it was so uncomfortable uh if i rode for half an hour between a half an hour and an hour i would be riding back home just waiting wanting to get off of it because it hurt my ass so i guess that's why a lot of guys stand up on the pegs on a fucking motorcycle um my favorite motorcycle i have a yamaha super tenere 1200 uh i can't remember what the hell that number is on it's like a x something 1200 Super Tenere Adventure Tourer, and uh, I love that bike. It's my main bike right now. Uh, I added, um, let's see here, Super Tenere. I always just call it a Super Tenere, but um, it actually has like some kind of a fucking oh uh, XT 1200Z Super Tenere. Um, it's more along the lines of the, of course, in uh, Long Way Around with Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman, they rode uh, BMWs, but it's that style of bike. It's a um, kind of a, a big on-road, off-road, powerful bike that you can use for, like I said, uh, adventure touring is what they call it. Uh, they ride these kind of bikes in um, like uh, the Dakar Rally. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Dakar. And uh, like I said, uh, Ewan McGregor, and uh, they rode BMWs, um, but it's that style of bike. Uh, I like it. Um, when I took it to get it inspected here recently, and I have it set up, I put a bigger windshield on it, and uh, the um, the pan- panniers, uh, like luggage, the big square cases, because uh, I like to have those to keep brain gear in, some tools if you want to take your hat and put it in there so it doesn't blow away, and uh, anything, you know, cell phone, it's waterproof and everything. Um, when I took it to get it inspected, the guy flipped it. It has two modes on it. It has a touring mode, and it has uh, like a, uh, like, I don't know if they call it a racing or high-performance mode, and he switched it over to the other mode, and I'm, you know, it was a major difference, and I guess that's why it's got some the insurance on it's a little bit higher is because when you put it in that mode, that fucker is, uh, it's like goddamn got some fucking, uh, power and speed. And, uh, so I switched it back to touring cause I'm not like a, uh, big, uh, you know, you know, just, uh, I don't want to take it. I like just going and enjoying the ride and just kind of having a nice, calm, cool, 
uh, you know, fun ride, enjoying the scenery, and I'm not a big speed demon. I don't want to get hurt and get my legs and arms tore off. Um, let's see. Cecil asks, uh, will you watch Clouds of Sils Maria? I don't know. We even know what that is. Cease. <laughs> let's see, what is it? Clouds of Sils Maria trailer. I'm not even sure what that is, so I'm not... Uh, let me look. Let me look here real quick. I see a girl with big boobies. Let's see what this uh, trailer looks like, and I'll let you know if I'll watch it. Incest redneck. Okay. Wait, I'm some... Okay, who is this? Is that Kristen Stewart? Okay, she's laughing about something. Okay, and I see Juliette Binoche. And her big boobies. This is an official selection of the uh, Toronto can and all this shit, film vessels. Big boobies. Milf. She's a... She's a... Mm-hmm. I never even heard of this. Chloe Grace Moretz. Binoche delivers one of her something. I couldn't read it fast enough. Okay. Fearless, intelligent, brilliant. Kristen Stewart shines. Okay. Oh, is this going to have some lesbianism in it, maybe? I hope. Okay. Young versus old. Okay. Trader looks good. So, yeah. I'd probably take a look at this. Is there a reason why I shouldn't want to see this? Is it like, because Kristen Stewart's so dull? <laughs> Okay, yeah, that looks pretty good. I'd watch that. Uh, have you seen 44-inch chest? Uh, God, let's see. I'm thinking that I did. That sounds familiar. Is that, um, yeah, what's his face? Um, goddamn, but I don't know if I've seen it. I remember seeing the, I'm, now wait a minute. I think I did see this. Ray Winstone. I like Ray Winstone. Because he talks like this all the time. What's wrong, love? It's someone else. What are you talking about? I'm going to smack the fucking shit out of you right now. Who is he? I'm going to smack the shit out of you. You better tell me. Oh, God damn it. There's a poodle. Oh, and what's his face? I like him. Whoa, shit, this has got a great cast. I don't think I've seen this. That's a hell of a cast there, Daddy-O. I might, I might uh, download this one uh, like right now and watch it. Yes, yes, yes. Man, that's a fucking nice cast there, Pally. Uh, let's see, who, who we got here? Let me look here. We got a uh, 44-inch chest. I think I have a bigger than 44-inch chest. 
Let's see. Ray Winstone, Ian McShane, John Hurt, Tom Wilkinson. Right there, fucking, is, it sells it for me. I don't think I've seen this. I remember seeing the box cover art, and I never fucking watched it. So I will check that one out for the special. Have you seen Magic in the Moonlight or whatever works? Magic in the Moonlight or whatever works. Now I'm going to have to look these up. Ma- you're, you're batting a thousand so far of stuff that I've uh, given me recommendations. Magic in the Moonlight with Colin Firth and Emma Stone. Emma Stone is like dog shit. She's everywhere. I like her, but she's like kind of like dog shit. Uh, on the bottom of your shoe. That's Woody Allen? Yeah. Well, no, I don't think I have seen this one. I saw Colin Firth in a movie with uh, fucking Jessica Biel was the star, and it was not very good. So, but this one, if it's Woody Allen, I will check that one out too. I'm not even going to look at the trailer because I figure it's probably pretty good. Is that Marcia Gay Harden? Maybe not. Oh, shit. Looks like her. I don't think it is, though. And what was the other one that you had that I come? Whatever works. Whatever works. Okay, that's the one I just said I was going to watch with uh, Evan Rachel Wood and Larry David. I have seen that one, so I'm going to watch it again because I liked it. And I think Larry David kind of in that one, he plays Larry David sort of, but he's also playing a Woody Allen, the Woody Allen part. I think that was the other one where I was thinking what, you know, movies have blah, blah, blah. What's your favorite war movie? Well, that's from Jeff. War movie. What's a war movie? With a lot of killing. Uh, 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 uh. 317 Platoon. Uh, I really like that one um, about the platoon that's uh, a French uh, soldiers trying to get out of uh, Vietnam without getting captured and shit with uh, Bruno Kramer. Um, straight up war movies. Now, like, you know, I call like uh, Pass of Glory and Coming Home. That's Those are war movies. They're anti-war movies, and I, I really like those a lot. Uh, Saving Private Ryan was really good. Thin Red Lines really good. You go all the way back to, I mean, like fucking Zulu. And uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones that are kind of out of the box. Of course, Wild Geese. Um, Dogs of War. Oh, my God. And then go all the way back to the John Wayne movies like Sands of Iwo Jima or Beach Red, which isn't John Wayne, but um, there are so many. Um uh, Cross of Iron, I think maybe when I answered before uh, to, to the question, I think I said Cross of Iron, but again, there's so many um, and so many uh, generations of, you know, war movies and, and so many genres of war movies where you have fucking uh, westerns, you know, or, or even, uh, you know, samurai movies that are war movies, so uh, I don't know, Star Wars? Meh. No, definitely not Star Wars. Uh, do you have a favorite David Lynch movie? Hmm. David Lynch, I like that one with uh, <laughs> that one I couldn't figure out that one time. Um, oh, what's the one with Robert Blake? Mulholland Drive. Um, but I I don't know if I would say um, I think his movies. He has interesting movies, but there's not a lot of them that I think that I would go back and say, man, I would watch this one over and over and over. Um, well, Blue Velvet was pretty fucking fucked up and <laughs> good. Because, like, Dennis Hopper, Wild at Heart would probably be the, the one that was was the most, um, the one that I have watched the most. 
Um, could, let's see, you got a lot of shorts on here that are mixed in, so I don't want to see those. I mean, not that I want to see them, but I, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for mainstream, big, you know, full-length movies. Um, definitely Wild at Heart is the one that I've watched over and over the most, and then probably, uh, um, whatchamacallit, Blue Velvet. Dune sucked. It was a piece of shit. Uh, I did like Lost Highway. Lost Highway was the one with Robert Blake, wasn't it? Why am I acting like I'm talking to you? Because you also get to see Pat- Patricia Arquette's boobies. Uh, Lost Highway and Mulholland Drive are kind of like the... Um, I don't know. Does, would, would you say he's like a schizophrenia? I don't know if he has a schizophrenia trilogy. <laughs> I don't know. But he's so he's weird and quirky. So, you know, he's not like somebody that I like look for as far as... But he's his movies are challenging, definitely. Uh, favorite fart you have ever done? I think I just talked about that on uh, the earlier part of the show. That's from Paul, and that was when I. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a big one. It wasn't a loud one, and it but it was an embarrassing one, and that was the when uh, it's like a little little toot that snuck out and embarrassed the fuck out of me. And like I said, any other any other girl would have uh, anybody else would have just let it go because they know it's embarrassing. But she just fucking busted my nuts, and we just laughed our asses off. But um, I know that there have been times, and this is sad. <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm sure throughout my life and my sexual forays, there have been some times that, um, like when you uh, are getting ready to. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't even know what to say. You know when you're getting ready to climax, and then for once in a while, just once in a blue moon, you're just all into it. And you're like, and when you're just getting ready to it, it's like. reminds me of like when you see a horse in the field rolling and you know they roll to get the, the gas out and they're just rolling and just farting and farting and farting and you're in ecstasy and you're getting ready to just you know you're in this passionate moment and now for the most part any time that that has ever happened which is few and far between uh, the um the lady that is uh enjoying the uh the moment uh does not say anything and 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 in the same instance uh if that happened, like uh, with the girl, or uh, as far as queefing goes, I do not go. Did you just fart? <laughs> so you know, I think it's best just to ignore those little uh, little things. Um, you know, especially in those kind of either either a nice moment or a passionate moment. One should, etiquette says that one should ignore the fart or the queef. Okay. So anyway, people, uh, thank you for your questions, and uh, I'm glad that we got all these out of the way for the la feedback. This this is kind of like a feedback episode. So um, I'm going to go ahead and get off here and have a little something to drinky-winky, and I need to get back to the bed and go to sleep so that I can go to Virok tonight. I appreciate all your uh, support. Uh, check out um, El Goro over there at the uh, Talk Without Rhythm podcast. 
doing these off the top of my head uh paleo cinema podcast with terry frost and martian uh drive-in uh podcast uh gentleman's guide to midnight cinema uh check out metal mikey and his comic book podcast which off the top of my head i need to get off here uh i do not remember so but and congratulations to uh metal mikey who uh like i said on the last episode i think when uh i was actually wrapping it up i saw that he and his uh lovely bride uh finally tied the knot and got married and uh so his podcasting days are probably over now she's a great girl and a great lady and uh hope wish them all the best and to all of our listeners out there and all of our friends uh thanks for listening thanks for being friends and uh, we'll be back uh sometime in the future with a full-blown show with the mustache and the farter Adios, muchachos. Zam ut. Check out the Cinema Massacus podcast too. Suplex, multiplex. Zam ut. <laughs>